The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Monday morning. Good Monday morning to you, July 17, 2023. It's time to get in the weeds. It's your your favorite uh morning show here on Fightful Overbooked. Uh why why am I wearing this hat? Jeremy Lambert's wondering. Well, eventually we're gonna have to talk about the Owen Hart tournament. And when we do, I have my hats because Martha Hart had requested that we wear our fancy hats like uh Tony Khan did. So here I am wearing my fancy hat. Hi, Jeremy Lambert. Hi. Do you? I'm have disgusted by you with this, this hat. Absolutely disgusting. No, it's cute. Look. No, Fluff. stop it. Fluff, fluffy. Come on. No, can your kid fit in that thing? Like it looks like it's almost a onesie. I think it's for him, but I really don't know. I think it's a hat. It looks like a a a ball. Uh, shiner you know you turn her you put a bowling ball yeah you put a bowling ball in there and you go like that you know what i'm talking about joel i do there's something in here that weighs it down that's 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 kind of this is ingenuity this is this is why everybody's <laughs> visual for everyone this is how we start by the way i'm at joel pearl and uh you're in the weeds here on Fightful Overbooked. We're here for the next couple hours, as we always are, talking about wrestling, talking about the weekend. It was a busy one. Uh, Jeremy Lambert's with me. And while you're here, go ahead, leave a thumbs up on the video, because that always goes far. Uh, if nothing else, for this sick hat that I'm wearing. <laughs> and then go ahead and uh, you can subscribe to us here at YouTube.com slash Fightful Overbooked. We're marching our way to our own goals of 100,000K. Ours might take a little while, but we're getting there. And also, if you want to support us financially here on Fightful Overbooked, you can go ahead, donate a super chat, any amount, get your question or statement right on the air, or you can just say, hey, cool hat, bro. And uh, there you go. We'll be good. Hi, Jeremy. Don't say cool hat, bro. Knock it off. Say cat, bro. No, stop it. Why solo label? I don't think I said that well. But... I don't think so either. I'll take it off. Don't encourage now. this. I'll take it off for now. When we get to the actual discussion about the Owen, we will uh, reconvene with hat time. Absolutely not. I don't have a hat. I have my 2022 Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche hat somewhere around here. That counts. Yeah. You wore that to SmackDown this week where y'all were. were yeah, my mom's getting impatient, by the way. She's like total diva behavior out here. She's in the green room. She's like pacing. She She's complaining that I there's red M&M's. In her container, just a complete diva back here. Then bring her on. All right. I, I got to do an introduction for my mom. Could you? I would absolutely love that. This one is all yours. I think you know her better than I do. Uh, so let me set this up. I, I For people who don't know, I'm in North Carolina. You probably know by the background when I do these shows. And, and Friday night just happened 
to SmackDown was in North Carolina. I didn't know this when I planned this trip. I did not come to North Carolina just to go to SmackDown. Um, it, it was not not a thing. But I was like, oh, okay, maybe we'll go to SmackDown. Uh, the great Sean Ross Sapp was, was very kind with tickets. So I'll actually say kind things to him. But we got tickets to SmackDown. We went to SmackDown. It was my mom's first wrestling show since it had to be 2013, maybe 2014. Uh, was her last wrestling show. So it's been a very long time. She asked me when we were going, she's like, is is Stone Cold going to be there? I'm like, yeah, probably not. Uh, she said, is Ric Flair going to be there? It's like, no, his daughter is going to be there though. Didn't realize his daughter wrestled at all. So she's really tuned in to things. Uh, did, did not realize his daughter wrestled. Asked about some some other wrestlers who are no longer with us. So she is... You know, very, she's very clued in. You want to talk about a casual fan, a lapsed fan, Joel Pearl. This is a woman who went to WCW World War III 1996 with me. That was my first wrestling show, took me to that. Has been to a lot of wrestling events, has supported all of my stupid goals and everything for, for years and years. Bought me a lot of wrestling figures, a lot of just wrestling everything as I, I bled them for money when I was a child. So she went to SmackDown with me. She didn't know what to expect. I think in the end, she had a good time. She's going to tell us if she had a good time. Because right now, joining the show, I get waver in here. Joining the show is my, my beautiful, wonderful mother. I'm going to unplug my headphones here so everybody can hear her. All right, Joel. Can, can everybody say something, Mom? Hey, y'all. Hi. Hey, Joel. How Good are you to doing? see you again. Doing you all remember you? Joel from the wedding, right? I do, yes. No, no, the answer is you, no, you don't remember Joel. I remember his wife. No, yes, his wife. Yes, wife, very kind, very nice. Joel, yes. who cares? That's typically Aww. how it goes. Yeah. Aww. So, how was the show? I mean, first and foremost, like overall, how was the show? Cody is trying to get on the show I, as well. I had a really good time. I want to first start saying something, though, before we start the show. I want to thank everybody for being there for my son these past few months. I want to thank his family, our family, his writing friends, his friends out there. I don't have any friends. It's been a rough few months, but thank you all for being there for him and supporting him and to continue to support him. Um, but that's not, that was all I wanted to say. Oh, I do have one other thing. That picture that he took Friday night. Oh, that's the thumbnail for this that, show. Is why I don't go on camera. Oh, the Joel, Joel, unbeknownst, see, that's the thumbnail for our show right there, Mom. What? Right there. That's what everybody sees when they go to the website. They see that photo. Oh. See how that photo's there? Yeah. See, see, it's big featured photo here. You go to the front page of Fightful.com where everybody should be going. Uh, I hope my internet, okay, there we go. I'm going to bring it up for everyone right here. There. Oh, great. Yeah. No. There you go. Joel, Joel just put it up on the, on no, the big no, screen. No, no, no. Yeah. That's okay, the photo. Take that off. Joel did this unbeknownst to me. I did not realize he was going to use this photo as the thumbnail. Thanks, Joel. Now I this is why you... Yeah, this see, Joel sucks. Yeah. Would you fight Joel Pearl? This is why Jeremy has no yeah. friends. He lies through his teeth. <laughs> well, he lied? How dare you, Joel? How are you going to accuse me of lying in front of my mother? Don't, don't make me leak the DMs, Jeremy. <laughs> I don't think he's ever lied to me. Yeah, exactly. Probably to you, yeah. <laughs> anyway, right. the show was was really good. It was um, 
it's what I expected, but I didn't realize how into I was going to get into it. You were you very much so. I'll, I'll try to review the show from you because you told me what you liked and everything. And yeah. my memory is so good that I remember all of this. But you you like the sparkly outfits that oh oh Bianca yeah Bianca, Bianca Bianca had a very sparkly outfit yeah I like those Cameron Grimes he had a sparkly outfit Cameron Grimes is on the pre-show he wrestled oh, yeah. Odyssey Jones I like him he's yeah. kind of cute yeah so there you go wait um, Odyssey there. Jones is cute or Cameron Grimes is cute. <laughs> Cameron. Cameron. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's, he's from he Nick in the Wood, isn't he? Yeah, he's from North Carolina. Oh, he got a big pop. Got a good pop. Yeah. Good he had these sparkly little shorts on that were really, you know. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Uh you you liked LA Knight. Yeah. Yeah. See, my mom yeah. does it. Yeah. Yeah. Man, he was he's good looking. <laughs> my mom just likes the, the good looking guys, clearly, here. Um all right, what else? You liked Asuka. Asuka, which one? Was she that? she had the match. She wrestled Bianca. Oh yeah, I liked her. Yes, I, I really <laughs> like the women wrestlers. Yes, just just because they throw each other around so much, and um, they're just badass. <laughs> Want to say that? Yes, you can say badass. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they were just they. It was it was very entertaining. Um, I don't know. Let's see trying to remember everything it was really hard you know oh when bianca and oscar wrestled yes. i didn't like when bianca threw her on the table though yeah didn't wasn't a fan of bianca throwing oscar on the table no but i would like to see her and either one of them um wrestle with uh charlotte because she seems so tall it'll, it'll probably she's very tall yeah you'll probably get that match and i would like to see them because they look so short she doesn't she doesn't like charlotte uh her attitude feels yeah. charlotte is very stuck up it yeah. was my mom's takeaway from from the the queen hashtag bow down uh charlotte flair yeah i can see that yes yeah, yeah. i didn't like her attitude. what about the uso segment Uso. yes That's jay uso and paul Heyman. He was he's the the guy in the suit, he came out with the solo Sokoa and the his thumb wrapped. I popped when uh, Jay hit the super kick on Heyman. I got out of my seat. I'm, I'm, I was total mark when he hit that super kick. See, I knew I should have like taken. See, I that. asked you. They did the big bloodline video package before all of this, right? Remember? And I said, "Do you think this is cinema?" And you were oh, like, yeah. "Yeah." And you said no. And I asked, "Did did it deserve an Emmy?" And no. you said no. And you said it was it was okay though. So the internet's very mad at you for. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. You should see all the the complaints I'm getting in my my DMs and stuff of like tell tell your I... mom this is cinema. So it was fake. What do you mean? It was all just a show. It's always a show. Mom. Well, cinema is always a show. Yeah, I know. So what did I say that it was? You said it wasn't cinema. You have to praise this stuff like it deserves an Oscar, Mom, or else the oh. internet gets mad at you. Oh, there's this one. There's this one guy in particular. He goes by the name of Reg, but his his handle is Righteous Reg. He's a huge fan of this whole cinema thing. So he was extremely upset about you not enjoying the fact that this is cinema. Oh, I think I misunderstood the question. Oh, see, she's night. you don't do that. We're gonna we're gonna get her very no. worried that like the internet actually. Yeah, hates I her. think I'm. Uh, they're, they're, they're no, no, no. We're, we're just really kidding. confused. Huh? We're we're just kidding. We're just and plus, kidding. nobody likes anybody on the internet anyway. 
yeah. which I understand. Yeah, right. yeah. the yeah. internet's a terrible place. It's true. I know. Yeah, it's awful. That's why I don't get on there. <laughs> yeah, that's smart. That's very smart. Uh, talk about the stuff that happened during the breaks because I know it's pretty consistent. Like if you go to a WWE show, they show you special little things here and there while the rest of the world is watching commercials. What did you guys get to see and like what was fun or what wasn't? Nothing. <laughs> no, I thought it was interesting or funny when they were showing everybody showing their signs and everything um, that they were make that they had made and everything. There was a lot of signs people had made. One of the guys, one of the, oh no, it was the girl that come down the aisle and um, tore one of the signs up. Cause I think it said Bianca Bailey. Oh, Bailey, Bailey. did this. Bailey. Yes. That's right. Bailey. Yeah. 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 Bailey tore up one of the signs. I don't know if that caught on camera, but uh, Bailey tore up one of the signs uh, yeah. for her match. Yeah. Yes. Oh, and I have to say the, those two guys, um, the real kind of skinny ones. Pretty deadly. Yeah. yeah. Pretty deadly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's got to be pretty deadly. Yeah, I was very surprised that that um, they won. Yeah. Kind of. You expected just the bigger guys to beat no, them up? No, I, I guess I, I wasn't that surprised because they're so little, whatever, they can like move around faster yes. than the bigger guys. Yeah, speed can be yeah. power sometimes. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. Yes, boy! Yes, yes, boy! There you that go. Is- yeah, good job. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> did you do the, 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 you the do pyro the, the pyro was very scary for you pyro. yeah like when the fireworks and stuff went oh, off, the loud booms yeah, yeah yeah and jeremy wouldn't you know warn me i about. tried to i couldn't recall who actually had pyro and stuff so like uh seamus comes out and i forget that's there's loud the pop on yeah, his intro completely forgot about that yeah Scared the shit out of me. Yeah, that one's a loud one too. That's a very loud boom. Uh, when Butch came out later, I was I told her like, "Oh yeah, this is gonna gonna happen." But yeah, some of them I just forgot. And then when Cody came out, he was in the oh, dark. Oh, that match. was so awesome though. Yeah, she was a big fan of the. <laughs> I Cody was Rose. very excited when he came out. Just who do you intro? Who do you like better, Cody Rhodes or L.A. Knight? Honest. Yeah. Well. We only I didn't get to things. see either one of them really wrestle. Right. Wrestle, so right. I really can't choose, but for looks. Sure. LA Knight. Okay. Yeah. Steven Jensen's going to be very disappointed at that answer. Very disappointed. Oh, I know Steven. Yes, he was care. at the wedding. I don't care. Okay. He's upset. Wow. Joel seemed to like it, though. Yeah. Who doesn't? Joel, everybody loves LA Knight. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. You got to give it to LA Knight. He's a good looking dude. Cody's he got is. his charm, but uh, come on. The circular now, glasses don't look good on just anybody. <laughs> <laughs> now, the guy that came out, um, I think he's like the men's world wrestling guy that walked out there in a suit and everything. Oh, Wade Barrett. Mom, mom did not like Wade Barrett for some reason. <laughs> he seemed like he was just. He's very cocky. Yes. Mom doesn't like the cocky people. Doesn't yeah. like the cocky. Starting, starting to sound like your mom's not big into uh, Europeans or, or specifically the English. <laughs> no, she didn't like Charlotte because Charlotte came off cocky. Yeah, yeah but also that's what's funny to me is like you were talking about how your mom was asking about uh, Ric Flair still being around. Meanwhile, it's the daughter of Ric Flair and Ric Flair was like this cocky jerk too. So I don't think she like you didn't like Ric Flair. Oh, no, I didn't no, like, you didn't like I Rick. just thought I might see him or something. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. I okay. thought he wasn't with us anymore. Don't say that. Oh, All no. right. 
I mean, <laughs> right. Anyway. There have been a few times where it's been close calls, so I get it. I do. A lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. No, he was, I mean, he was a cool guy. Was... You like Sting. I like Sting. Big fan of it. That's where my love of Sting comes from. My mom really likes yeah. Sting. Yeah, I really liked Sting and Cold Stone. Cold Stone, Cold Stone Creamery. Oh, good, and of course, you know, The good Rock. Stuff. Yes, The Rock. Yeah. He, he Did real. you think L.A. Knight was kind of like The Rock? Did he remind you of The Rock at all? Or Cold Stone? No, not really. No? They all, right. have, they all have different looks. Okay. So. There I you guess. go, Internet. Jeremy's mom says L.A. Knight is not a ripoff of... Uh, the Rock. I don't think Run so. Run that headline, everybody. Do we get to do we get to use some of this for for for, oh. fightful? It's for articles? I don't know. I was gonna make it into like shorts or something. I don't know what we're doing. The dogs are going crazy back here. Our dog is probably about to start barking. All right. Do you have any other final comments, Mother? Um. No, just. No. Good chat. Joel, do you have any question? <laughs> any more questions for my mom? Sorry. <laughs> did you guys do the, the you can't see me camera? Did they do that? No, they did the DX cam. And let me tell you, the DX oh, cam. Yeah, that's right. When it goes like that. Yeah, there, my mom's doing crotch chops here. <laughs> no, you're supposed to turn your exes up, not do the chop. They didn't want you doing that. I, I thought it was that. Yeah, it was. Or that. It's that. Right, too. Okay. The DX cam back in my day, Joel with some titties on the screen. Now it's just crotch chops. Yeah, and little kids up there doing it. Yeah, little kids were doing it as well. Ah, really I was, kids doing it. There's a lot of little kids there, but I guess that's how little Jeremy little how little Jeremy was when we were taking him. So yes. it just didn't seem like seemed like ages ago. Well it was. I'm old now. Well, I'm not. That's true. <laughs> All right, Mom. Do you have anything to plug? No, am I supposed to? No, I don't know. I don't know if you want to plug something. We give every guest the opportunity to plug stuff. So if you had, if you wanted to follow you on, please don't follow my mom on any social media. I don't think she has any. Please don't I'm do on that. Facebook. Oh, don't say that. Oh, I'm sorry. you don't want that either. No. Yeah. I, I'm on Twitter. No, you're not. No, you don't want to be there either. No, you're not on Twitter. <laughs> um, just check y'all. I'm yeah, like, you just, just stalk, stalk me. My mom will message me like every every week or so because I'll say something about Sean because of course I will. I'll say something about I'll say something about you, Joel. And my mom will message me very concerned when I of the things that I tweet. Yeah, she's like, "Are you gonna get in trouble? Is Sean gonna fire you?" I was like, "I don't know. He might." Like, if he does, then we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But I don't okay. think he's going to fire me over this tweet where I said I was going to fight him. I don't think he's going to fire me over that. But maybe. You never know. I want to thank Sean for getting me the, for getting Jeremy tickets and for giving him the time off that he needed. We don't. That's, he didn't give me any time off. I still worked harder than anybody else who was supposed to be working. Well. Sean does. I never get a vacation. Well, you have Where's days. Sean? I'm going to invite Sean to see if he wants to say hi to my mom. Let's see. He'll Maybe jump Sean out of bed for this. Absolutely. Um, He's not going to come on. Yes, yeah, you'd be surprised. He's, he comes on. He shows break. up on the show all the time. Does he? Yeah, literally just to show off his breakfast. Yeah, he eats a bunch of eggs. Eggs are good for you, though. Yeah, well, he eats way too much eggs. I don't have my glasses on. How do I look? You, you're fine. 
You look wonderful. You're okay. Yes. <laughs> you look great. All right, I've messaged Sean. We'll see if he comes on any time. He's got like two minutes. We got a show to do, allegedly. He shows up for far less. <laughs> yeah, he just shows up to show up. Really? Show. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing today. He, he, sometimes he, he shows up early in the show. Sometimes he shows up at the end. You never know. Sometimes he doesn't you show up at all. Shows? Joel? Pardon? You ever go to show, shows? I try to, yeah. Whenever they're in town or close by, yeah. I love going when I can. Joel, Joel was at a show a couple... Well, what was Forbidden Door? Less than a month ago. It was like three weeks ago. Three weeks ago, yeah. Yeah, Joel was at an AEW show in Toronto. AEW. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, got to see a couple of shows. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I, I was saying to Jeremy, I don't love going to a press conference at 1230 at night, but the rest of the show was fun. <laughs> Joel goes there to work. We just went there to have fun. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad you guys had fun, though. Huh? I'm glad that you guys got to go and have fun. We did. I, you know, I really was hesitant on going because I haven't been in so long. And I didn't know anybody. But just to spend time with my son, I said, yeah, you know, I want to go. And I'm really glad I did because I really had a good time. And I, I would probably go again. And maybe I could actually remember some of them are you gonna watch raw tonight who's on it uh different people i feel like i was gonna say i feel like a rock cody will be on the show cody will be on the show it's in it's in his uh his home state tonight they're in his hometown it's sold out yeah it's in georgia tonight brock lesnar will be there you remember brock lesnar yeah 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 he'll be on the show okay yeah that's probably all you would seth rollins you asked about seth rollins yeah i did yeah so he'll be on the show. He, when he's am, on when am I going to be able to see that other guy? The, the, yeah. The, the yeah guy. He's on, he's on Friday nights. You have to watch, you have to watch on Friday, this Friday at eight o'clock. Oh, okay. It's on Fox sports one this week though. Don't forget that. All right. You I'm might have to, this. you might have to text me and remind me. All right. I'm sure you that's you're, you're definitely going to be tuning in. You're in, you're hooked. I know. Roman Reigns is going to be on the show this week. He'll be back. The true test of the ratings right there. Roman on an FS1 show. All right. Sean Rossap's coward. I don't think he's going to show up. Typical. If he shows up later and and you're here, I'll call you back in and say hi to Sean. All right. All right. Go away. Oh. I'm just kidding. I love you. Bye. I love you too, Mom. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for joining us. It was so lovely. Take care. What a lovely experience that becomes. It's so wholesome. Immediately, she's off screen. She's like, did I do okay? Like, she's got to gotta get immediate feedback on here. She yeah. did a great job. She, she was did. lovely. Yeah, see, Joel said you did a great job. Thank you. Everyone's saying bye. Oh. <laughs> all right, I'm putting my headphones back in. So they're not... Okay, all right. Love you. Love you. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at bet mgm 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. All right. That, that was my mother, everybody. Damn right it was. That was fantastic. What a good time. Oh, so we, we, we've got so much wrestling to talk about, too. I mean, there was SmackDown. We had AW Collision on Saturday. Impact Slammiversary was at the same time. Battle of the Belts was going on, but I'm sure nobody really watched that unless you were caught in a thunderstorm. And then uh, what else? There's obviously G1 stuff going on. Uh, there was a the AAA show that was happening, and Don Callis got choked out by a photographer. Uh, what else was happening? There, Sunday seemed like a pretty off night. Was anything going on on Sunday? No, I tried to avoid everything on Sunday because I was up way too late on Saturday covering all these five shows that were going on at once. Uh, I guess the big thing that, that stands out from the weekend, I guess we can go ahead and get into it. It's it's in the thumbnail, right? Is uh, CM Punk as as lost and Ricky Starks is the greatest man alive stealing the the trophy from Jushin Thunder Liger like he should because who's Liger beaten in the in the last couple of years nobody so Breeze. who cares if they beat Tyler Breeze that one time like seven years ago yeah that was that was so no one remembers that well, he hasn't beaten anybody in like two years why is why is Liger important ricky starks just won this whole tournament and beat cm punk he should that trophy's his get liger out of here you know what would have been really really uh good is if when they announced that they were having jushin thunder lagger come to present the trophy if they had a video uh on jushin thunder lagger so that we understood how important he was it was kind of hilarious that like they flew him in there and Got got into the show and everything, and like he just came out and Ricky just snatched the trophy from him, and that was like his whole purpose of being there. Like you couldn't have Liger do a little bit more on this spot here. Like he just came out and Ricky just like gank, and then that was it. And I thought they'd try to utilize him a little bit more and make it uh, a little bit of a of a thing, but it's like nah, he's just here so Ricky could take the title from him. There had, had to be, be, fine use, fine there use. had to be some sort of like mistiming, miscalculation. Cause like you had Ian Riccoboni being like, we're going to present the trophies on battle of the belts, which is fine. That's a hook. But then they have Liger come out and Ricky, like running up the ramp to rip the damn trophy out of his hands. And it felt it just, it felt weird. Cause like you have the, the post-show pundits being like, is this a Ricky Starks heel turn? Cause he disrespected the guy who's giving up the trophy. And I'm just like, nah, it feels like they just ran out of time. And Tony Schiavone wasn't there to scream that. Well then, you know, then they did the, they did the presentation later on, on battle of the belts and everything. And oh, there, okay. You got your hat. Good job. So they did the presentation. Nicer than, than the one that Tony was wearing. <laughs> it looks good. Thank it you. really doesn't, but I'm trying to be kind to you. <laughs> put it on right, and I'm doing it in a mirror. What is happening? I'm trying to put it on properly. No, I don't. I think I guess that's okay. Sure. As good as it's gonna get. Put it on. Move forward here. There we go. All yeah. right. 
Anyway, so they came back out to do the presentation, and Ricky was healing it a little bit, but not, like, fully out there. I, I do think, like, him taking the title from Liger, obviously he used the ropes to win. There's the hint of the, the Ricky turn, or just outsmarting Punk, right? Like, get you, I'm gonna get you before you get me type of thing. I've seen a lot of people just be like, oh, now Punk is going to gonna start getting screwed. And he's going to, at some point, they're going to have the blue cage up there. And he's going to start talking about um, how he's fed up. He's tired of this bullshit. And he's going to call Tony Khan out. He's tired of the way he's been treated. He's tired of the way things have been run. He's going to shove Tony Khan to the ground. And Big Bill is going to come out. And he's going to say, I don't know shit, crybaby. And then he's going to beat up CM Punk. (laughs) A lot of this feels like you're not... No, you know what? I love it. Let's do it. <laughs> the big blue cage, though that that kind of got me. That got me right in the feels it, on a night where the entire night was essentially a big throwback to '80s, '90s WWF television with the Hearts and then the tag team match. And we'll talk about the tag team match. I mean, without I don't want to do like beat for beat. We're not doing that. But um, no, the, the Starks and and Punk match was I think a surprise for a lot of people, which was great uh in terms of ricky winning and on top of that i just i really enjoyed the match for what it was uh ricky getting the win by grabbing the ropes was a bit of a surprise but like you said it was like i'm gonna get you before you get me and punk just being in complete disbelief leaves the door open like what do we do with cm punk next and on top of that let's talk about the reaction that punk got in calgary that was a very split reaction and this goes back to my theory and the conversations you and i have had about how people react based on the city in which the show is happening. Toronto, big booze. Regina, small town, big cheers. Calgary, pretty big city. Not a super duper major market, pretty even split. It was really, really fun to watch how these cities have reacted to punk. And now that they're finally out of Canada, and I'm sure they're very happy about that on multiple levels, they're going to be in Jersey next week in, uh, in Newark. And that's going to be another test of how people react to CM Punk. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. But Starks, what what do we do next? Where do we go from here? Is Are we finally going to pay off a Ricky Starks push? Or is this going to be like last year where Adam Cole wins the belt and the trophy and we do absolutely nothing with it? Cole got hurt, though. Let's let's. Okay, that's fair. There. Yeah, that's Cole, fair. Cole got hurt. Um, so they couldn't they could only do so much with, with everything there and who knows what their actual plans were going to be Britt a different story because they didn't do a whole lot with her and she was not really hurt um so as far as like Ricky and and Willow I mean Willow Willow won the the women's tournament by the way a little bit of a surprise I wasn't sure she was going to beat Athena but then it made sense to set up the ROH match uh on Friday they're finally announcing some matches for that card um and then beating Ruby now Ruby is just you think Ruby makes it to the finals next year? And then it's like, all right, here we go. Third time's the charm for old Ruby Soho. Or do they just like Buffalo Bill her? Uh, and she just gets the four straight finals and just loses all of them. I'd actually laugh if they just keep sending her to the final. And every year she's like, this is the year. This is my year. And like one year she lucks into it. And she's like, I'm the shoe in. I have to win. Nobody can beat me. I, you know, she's facing like, Someone nobody knows. Let's let's just bring back Bambi Hall, right? No, this is no shade of Bambi Hall, but like people don't know who who Bambi Hall is compared to. She Luke. had a match on Battle of the Belts. Bambi did. Yeah, good for her. She also was on 
Collision the week before, or Dynamite, one of the two. Yeah, uh, they she faced Julia Hart again on Battle of the Belts. They ran that back. <laughs> I don't know why, but not important. The point is, it'll be Bambi Hall somehow making it to the finals as a relative unknown, and Ruby will be like, "I gotta win it this time. I I, I am the most like." I, people know who I am. I'm good at this. I've done more than Bambi Hall. And then Bambi Hall wins with the roll up. And just it sends Ruby into this huge spiral. <laughs> just uh, not even a crisis of conscience. She's just like, I'm quitting the business. I'm never coming back. And that's the end of Ruby Soho right there. Uh, I mean, maybe they just keep having her her lose all of these. At some point, it feels like she's got to win. But But Willow did get the win. This year, now she's going to face Athena for the ROH women's title on Friday. And then as far as Ricky goes, like, I hope they do. So I imagine he's going to do something more with Punk. Like, you're not just going to, hey, he beats him. And then Punk is just like, ah, all right. Nice one, kid. Like, it feels like Punk, he was in a little bit of disbelief. He's going to watch the tape back. He's going to see what happened. I feel like he's going to be a little bit angry at it. But I think it's going to be the, I, I do think it's going to be like the, yeah, you, you just kind of, you kind of got me. I didn't expect that from you. Like, if that's how you want to play it, okay. All right. I, I get it. That's fine. That's how we'll play it then. I don't think it's going to be full on like outrage. Not yet. Anyway, I think that's probably where we're going with Punk. But it's going to be more for now, kind of playing it a little cool with things. I wouldn't be shocked if they do a Starks and Punk tag team for a little bit, even for a week, let's say, uh, after they, let's say they do a promo in the ring and then Juice and Jay come out and they talk about having lost their match, but they're still on top. They're still the, the you know, we should be the champions, blah, blah, blah. And then Punk and, and Starks do a tag team match with them where a miscommunication costs Punk and uh, Ricky the match. Ricky eats the pin. Or Punk eats the pin. Either way, some something happens there. There's a miscommunication. They lose the match, and then they're just upset and, and not trusting each other. We can easily do that. And then Jay and Juice get another win. They eventually get another shot at the tag titles. Here we are. Uh, that, that would work for me because they're clearly really only working with the same 8, 9, 10, if you count Joe, people on this whole collision show at the top. And that's okay for now. As you're building, it's only been five weeks. So this is uh, this is a good way to kind of set the tone for what aw collision should be uh we can talk real quick about that tag match again we don't need to go b for b but that was a fun little tag match i know you and i joke a lot about long matches being sometimes too much but 58 minutes of this thing first hour takes up uh first pinfall doesn't come until almost 20 minutes in love that they basically gassed each other out to the point where one mistake costs in the first uh, the first fall and, and where FTR, be, you know, takes that first fall. And then I love that Juice has to hit the ropes multiple times before being hit with the shatter machine because he's so damn tired because FTR tuckered him out to get into the shatter machine, eat that pin. And then later on, Juice, of course, needs to eat the uh, <laughs> he's eat the submission yeah. too. But, it, but it's nice because at least now FTR can get real frustrated that they can't find a way to pin or submit Jay. And if I'm Jay White, I hold that over everybody's head and just become a complete ass about it. So what do you think of the match? And, uh, you know, give it the, the flowers or the not flowers it deserves. That is a great match. You're not going to find anybody unless like you just don't like long matches. I don't even like long matches. I think everybody knows that. But I expected this to be long. Their match the previous week was 30 minutes. And 
that was just one fall. I, I think I said on the show, I expect this to be every bit of 45. They shot that by another 15. Um, I was expecting a long match between these two. It kept my attention the entire time. And, and that's always can be tough when it comes to long matches. Maybe the commercials helped. Maybe it didn't because I, you know, I don't know what was going on during, during the commercials, but if it was like kind of rest holes and just spots like that, then maybe I would have been like, ah, this is kind of taking me out of it. But the commercials felt like a nice little in-between break for me. I, and so it didn't feel like there was that downtime during the television portion of the match. Uh, I believe it was the second fall where they hit just an insane amount of moves. It was like uh, the, the power plex and everything, the the pile driver. Um, I feel like there was like a, a, a top rope Hurricane Rana. And they hit a bunch of just insane stuff during that second fall. And there were the really close kickouts and everything, like the 2.9 falls and every, uh, during that. And they got me on a, on a few of those, but I think the, the part where I had a little trouble on it, and this is just me personally and understanding sort of how, how it works. Um, FTR was about to lose those falls, and I didn't buy they were losing two straight falls. I just, I, I wasn't going to buy that they were going to lose two straight falls. But when, like, they had the powerplex on, uh, on Bullet Club, and that was a close one. I was like, oh, because you, you figured they were going to win the second fall. And it, when they kicked out of that, I was like, oh, okay, that was good. So they did some really good near falls in, in the second uh, portion, in the second match, I guess. And then yeah, every, everything was good. We expected it to be good. We, I think these guys felt they really need to deliver something outstanding. And not, not to say, like, they had a great match the previous week. Like, I thought that match was really good. I think they wanted to up it even more because you know how FTR is. Um, cer- certainly Dax of... He's very boisterous, and I don't begrudge him for this, but he's very boisterous. He wants to prove FTR is the best tag team in the world, right? Like, that's that's his thing. He wants to prove that. And I'm sure he heard the complaints of, you guys have only defended these titles once since winning them. And that was against Jared and Lethal in kind of a, not not the best match in the world, sort of dead uh you know, sort sort of like a dead match. Dead, that that middle portion of double or nothing was kind of it was overbooked. Like, it was overbooked. Yeah. Shout out to our our site. <laughs> yeah, so it, it it wasn't a great match, and then they hadn't had a title defense outside of that. And you know, they're very big on like we want to prove we're the best. We want to defend these titles. We want to make these titles mean something. And you kind of forgot they were the champions for a little while as Collision was starting up because they were just doing trios with Punk. They were doing six men or eight man and everything and it's like and then they're off tv before collision started or at least it felt like they were like after double or nothing before collision i know it was only a few weeks but they weren't part of forbidden door which everyone was expecting something there so like they, they were off tv for a bit so they just kind of forgot and they i think they had that chip on their shoulder like we're here to remind you guys who the best tag team in the world is and obviously jay white and juice robinson are great uh great wrestlers so they went out there and they did that and you know more power to it but it was it was an excellent match great match i really enjoyed that the cameras got almost everything production on it was solid uh and they didn't do a lot of super duper high spots they didn't go and like suddenly pull out a ladder they didn't do a referee's discretion thing they they everyone in the match made sense and everyone in the match 
you know, hit their spots where that where it was important. And again, lots of in the ring action, which I enjoyed. That when they went outside, it was meaningful, and uh, they just they got a lot of the good stuff. So I, I was appreciative of that. I'm hoping that uh, this is not over for these guys. You gotta you gotta do something with it. I mean, you've done two out of three falls. What's next? Do you do another? You can't do another double dog collar match. But like, what what can you do? What's a big big blow off? No, I don't think you're going that route. I think it can it not just be over. Like, why can't it be over for the time being? Like, you've done this match now two straight weeks on television. You've basically, because you did two out of three falls, you've done this match four times in two weeks. And, like, they, look, everyone have been, every one of the, these matches, if you want to break it down as four or you want to call it two, they've both been great, right? But it feels like running it back now seems a little too early. I think you can run it back. I mean, the next pay-per-view is Wembley. That's a while, a while away. Can you run it back there? Can you run it back at All Out in some capacity? I would, I would hold off doing it just to do it in the next couple of weeks. It, even if you have a blow-off like a dog collar, I don't think they want to follow the Briscoe story beat for beat here of, of you know, do a regular match, do a two out of three falls match, do a dog collar match. I don't think they want to go that route. You know, FTR has got to face uh, the winner of... Yeah, people are saying in the chat, they got to face the winner of the Blind Eliminator tournament next. So they're going to have to deal with that for, that's a week anyway. Maybe it gets extended a little past that, but I wouldn't go back to Bullet Club and FTR just yet. I do like your idea of Jay and Juice against uh, Ricky Ricky and Punk, possibly as a kind of a holdover. And then once you enter into the Punk and Ricky kind of program and then whatever you're doing with, with Jay and Juice. I imagine Jay will certainly remain in a prominent position. And because he's tied to Juice, Juice will remain adjacent to that. Yeah. And I, and that's kind of where my brain is. I don't think that you revisit FTR and Bullet Club immediately. I think it's more down the line. It could be all in. It could be it all out. Hell, it could be winter is coming all the way in December. Who knows? But uh, a lot of options there. And of course, the chemistry is is there. So clearly, they want to run that. They'll want to do it again. Uh, by the way, 11 a.m. Eastern, which is about 20, less than 20 minutes from now, Nick Harrison's going to join us on the show. Uh, I was awaiting confirmation. We have it. Uh, why is Nick joining us? Well, first of all, he rules. You might know him from our TikTok and from his own TikTok as well, where he's done a lot of really fun and uh, entertaining videos and, and, and the like. And also, he's going to be appearing on the Hot Wheels Ultimate Challenge show. So we're going to talk to him about that because, uh, come on, man, Hot Wheels? Let's talk about it. That's going to be fun. So uh, 11 a.m. Eastern, Nick's going to join us. Looking forward to that conversation, Jeremy. It's going to be good. Yeah, Biggie is on Hot Wheels as well this week. That's tomorrow's episode. Uh, Nick is there with with Biggie, so be a lot of fun. The the Hot Wheels episode with uh, those two, and yeah, Nick, big wrestling fan. People who watch, people who follow Fightful on socials, see his TikToks and, and things like that. If you watch FMC, uh, he's he's there talking basketball with SV three and I as well. So very uh, very knowledgeable man, the professor Nick Harrison. Yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, let's. Uh... Real quick, because Blood and Guts is coming up. It's going to be this coming Wednesday. Uh, they did run the the promo for it that we talked about them potentially doing. They didn't really, sorry for the pun, uh, get into the weeds when it came to the the members of the group. But I mean, they, again, they hit Kota Ibushi's going to be there. And then you had Moxley kind of put him over while simultaneously saying Blackpool Combat Club is not afraid of Kota Ibushi, things like that. What do you think of the promo? And like, again, I know we've talked about it, but like, 
is has there been enough done to make this uh, a very important match in AEW? N- non specifically the pack and Coda joining, but just the match itself. Is it? Are you ready for it? Are you excited for it? Is it something you're now looking forward to? I think they did the minimum when it came to running that video package. And look, that's we wanted a video package on Collision. We got a video package on Collision. Could they have made it longer? Could they have done a better job? Kind of. There's a lot of history here. And look, you're not going to get all, all this history in like a two-minute, three-minute video package. There's still a lot of history just when it comes to um, the players who are AEW involved. Take out Kodo for a second. There's just a lot of history between Blackpool and Elite, and you throw in Pac in there, who has a lot of history with the Elite, and kind of Blackpool as well. Um, like there, There's just a lot of history there, and I don't think they touched on it as much as they could have in this video package. And it felt like it was kind of the minimum, but they did the video package. They reminded you that this is coming up. They remind you of the, the pieces that were involved and why you should be tuning in and what to expect and everything so that part was at least good i wish they did a little bit more but what can you do they only got so much time in the show they had the they had three matches that were all relatively pretty long they even had a fourth match they had house of black beats and guys uh but those were all relatively pretty long truthfully i would have just cut out the house of black like i just squashed those guys even sooner and just done black mass pen that's the end do the andrade stuff and i would have put more into the uh, blood and guts video package that's just me um how do you feel hold on how do you feel because we're talking about house of black how do you feel about the fact that you know how you were mentioning um, you know oh ftr are the tag champions and could barely remember because they never defend them well who are the trio's tag champions we know who yeah, they house are of black. yeah of course but like you're never really seeing them well they had they had the open house gimmick and then that got dropped after like three weeks and now the acclaimed come out and they're like, oh, we lost the double or nothing, but we've been working our way back up the ladder, and now we're getting another title shot. And I'm thinking to myself, who the hell had the acclaimed beat in trios competition to earn this title shot? And I have the answer, Joel. On Rampage, so they lost a double or nothing. On the June 7th taping of Rampage, so two days later, they beat the Spanish Announce Project and Helico, Luther, and Sprinsko. On the June 21st taping of Rampage, they beat Axel Rico, Darius Luttrell, and Coda Hernandez. And then on the July 5th episode of Dynamite, they beat the Blade and the Bollywood Boys. So apparently those three victories have been enough to earn the acclaimed another title shot. Why wouldn't you just do the the house of open house gimmick thing again and just keep keep rolling with that please don't act like you climb this tough ladder to get another trios title match you faced two teams who were not actual teams and then you faced the spanish announce project who i'm pretty sure haven't wrestled on television in about five years don't don't tell that to Serpentico. He will get. I look. I love you know. I love Luther and Serpentico. Those are my guys. But like, they they ain't been on TV that often. They ain't presented as any type of of threat or like big deal. They're just they're they're a fun act. I love them. Let's not act like beating them is like ah this earns you something. It's true. And again, House of Black just are not 
all together. They haven't been together. They, they've been appearing in singles. They've been appearing in in tags. But the three of them haven't been on screen together. And I feel that's weird. Uh, and you've got to play out the Andrade story, whatever's going on there. Uh, are we going to do... We, we eventually have to do Andrade versus Malachi. That's a, a one-on-one match that's worthy of a, a main event, whether that's Dynamite, Rampage, Collision. I don't care. It's a, it is a main Sorry. event story. Yeah, collision. Malachi's like, I ain't <laughs> showing up on Wednesdays. Sure, perfect. Do it on Collision. Whatever it is, you can do that or make it a crossover match. I don't care. Get there so that Roosh can come back and uh, him and uh, and Preston Vance, or even Jolisico, I'd prefer, uh, have some sort of trios match where they lose. And then Andrade gets jumped out of La Facción Ingobernables. And now we can move on to the Roosh and Andrade storyline while House of Black goes and probably loses to the acclaimed for whatever reason because... Oh. You know, daddy ass needs a title and we got to do the scissoring, right? No, the, I'll tell you the reason why I think they're losing to the acclaim. They want those titles on more than collision. They want them showing uh, up. They yeah. want those belts on Rampage and they want them on uh, Dynamite as well. And the acclaimed will work both shows. And Malachi has said, and it seems like it's pretty established here, House of Black Wednesdays don't work for me, brother. So they, they want those belts on, on more than one show. What else does he have going on on Wednesdays that he can't just go to work? Huh? What's going that's, on? That's a travel schedule. I get it. Like, and I like his reasoning kind of makes sense of like, if I'm on every show, it doesn't feel quite as special. So it's like, Hey, you want to see me tune in on Saturdays? Like I get that aspect of things like do in that case, establish a brand split, but what are you going to do? That's a whole other can of worms, isn't it? Uh, what else did I want to pull out from uh, from Collision? I don't think there was anything else. I do want to point out the Battle of the Bells thing. So I know that at one point in the uh, the I don't I, the only thing I want to say is that women's title match went to what we assume was a no contest for TV because they did have a storm basically wipe out their satellite feed and nobody saw the finish and they didn't even talk about it. I I'm waiting for the announcement that they're running it back on Wednesday. I have to assume that's Please what they're going to do. I, I, are you kidding me? The first thing Tony Khan would do is say, we want to make up for the great fans of AEW who missed seeing the finish of this show, this match live. So we're going to give you what you deserve and what you want. So live Wednesday at 9.23 p.m. Eastern, we will have the rematch to make up for the storms. And it'll be Tony versus, uh, I don't even remember who she faced. Taya. Taya. Sure, sure. Why not? Taya Valkyrie, it, it, outside of Canada. So now she'll be booed again. So that's kind of where we're at. I, I, that's just my only my only note from Battle of the Belts. I don't know if you have anything to add about Storms taking that Valkyrie. Battle of the Belts is such a throwaway show. I bless people who watch this. I mean, I have to. Like, I I tweet it every single time. Nineteen and one champions are nineteen and one on these shows. And the thing is, is it's night. You go and look. Like, you look at the history of these matches, there's never an indication of like, maybe, maybe there will be a title. I came into this show. I'm like, Taya ain't beating Tony. They've, they've lost, they've beaten Taya a bunch of times. She ain't just going to randomly beat Tony while Tony's in the middle of this. Lance Archer ain't beating Orange Cassidy. I know people like were pulling for Lance Archer and like, Oh, maybe he can beat him and stuff. Like, nah, that ain't the guy who's ending Orange Cassidy's reign at 10 PM on a Saturday. It just, that ain't how Orange Cassidy's losing this title. 
And then Spears and Luchasaurus, like there was like, eh, eh. But then you, when you thought about it, it's like, nah, Christian, this reign's lasting a little bit longer. They, they've already hot, hot potatoed that TNT title too much. Like Christian's going to get some mileage out of this thing. There's rarely, rarely even a, an inkling of maybe there will be a title change. It is just, it is always, here's some matches because we are obligated to do three title matches in an hour. So here's some matches that'll hopefully be good where we put no heat behind them. That's it. That's what Battle of the Belts is. And I can't imagine, like, if you're if you're into that, cool. But, like, if I'm just, if I was just watching normally, I'm probably just like, yeah, I'm probably not going to tune into this because I know what's going to happen. And if the match is good, I'll hear about it. And then I'll go back and rewatch if it was a good match. Uh, Nick Harrison's going to join us in uh, about seven minutes. And I want to bring up I, I, spoilers. So don't, uh, you know, if, if, you're, if you're disinterested, turn your volume down real quick. Uh, speaking of TNT champions, Powerhouse Hobbs is appearing on Ring of Honor this week, according to the tapings. There's another guy that I'm sitting there being like, well, what are we, what are we, why? Why is Hobbs now moved over to Ring of Honor? Or is this going to be a one-time thing? Are they going to maybe get Hobbs versus Mimosa Joe down the line after Dalton Castle basically gets torn apart? Wow, there's another spoiler, Joel. If you didn't expect it, I'm sorry to tell you that's how. I was hoping for Shane Taylor. Yeah, I get it. Shane Taylor and Samoa Joe just bopping each other i would like to see that do a three-way let those three men have an absolute just war with dalton castle just like sitting eating popcorn as these two men are just forearming each other right in the chest and face sitting on his throne of boys and just enjoying a a nice feast yes okay why why powerhouse in, in ring of honor why are we doing that uh i don't know i was confused when i saw that as well i guess it's because he was there for collision. He wasn't really on collision. They did that backstage segment, which was not live because QT Marshall was having a ambulance match in Mexico. Um, and that was a fun match. It was a great match too. Yeah, QT Marshall kind of rules. Um, but it's, it was not live, but they're like, well, Hobbs showed up. Let's have, let's have him do something. It's like, Hey, let's put him on ring of honor. A, you know, the complaint is that ROH feels like AEW Dark, and I, I can't fully knock that complaint. I, I understand there's some positives to that, but there's also a lot of negatives to that. Yeah. <laughs> I have nothing to add to that entire conversation. It's just, it's very strange. But the ambulance match, I do want to say, QT and Fenta had a hell of a match. So I, I, I enjoyed that. I'm going to go back and watch it again because that was fun. Yeah. Yeah, it that was, was fantastic. It was better than whatever the four-way was with Roosh and Sam Adonis. <laughs> that was, that and was like a clown and L.A. Park. <laughs> dude, that kind of rolled because it was a disaster. These AAA shows are typically a disaster, but there's like some charm to them. But it kind of rolled in that like, hey, it's can they coexist? And they're like just being very honest. Like, no, they can't coexist. And they're actually going to fight each other during the match to prove that they cannot coexist. Like, it was great. Yeah, I had a really fun time watching that. Uh, I'm looking forward. They're going to do a four-way now at the uh, the next uh, Triple Mania show. I almost sneezed. Oh, I'm going to sneeze. Go ahead, Jeremy. Talk to me. Oh, it was fa- It was great that, like, they did the double pinfall, and I got uh, Luis, our pal Luis Polito, who, who does the moderation. He does uh, a lot of the lucha coverage. 
for Fightful as well. He's like messaging me. He's like, they said it was a, it was going to be a two singles matches. And I was like, well, it sounded like they said the two people who took the fall were going to be in a match. And then they finally said like, no, it's a four way. Like they were confused at their own finish here. They were like, are we doing two singles? Are we doing the guys who took the fall? We do Let's just do a four way. So we got to bring. They had no idea what they were booking. We got to bring Sam back on the show so that we could talk to him about the whole th- this whole match. I need him to break it down with us, move by move, right to the finish. I I need that in my life, Jeremy. That'd be fun. I'm I'm for that. Sam Adonis was was, was great, and I would love to get the actual details on what the hell happened during this four way. I'll send I'll send him a message because I know that uh, he's going to be at Demand Lucha very soon as well. I think next week, so he can uh, promote that, and then we can talk about that Triple A match. I think I think that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, speaking of fun, uh, are we ready for our next guest? Yes. Do you want to do you want to do the intro? Oh, no, I'm not the intro person, Joel. You're the intro person. This this Jeremy, this is a very important booking for you. This was something that I know that you were waiting for for a long time. So I want to give you the opportunity to put him over. All bookings are very important to me. Joel Pearl, but I do love this man very dearly because he comes on FMC and he graces us with his terrible basketball takes. He was wrong about everything this year. <laughs> see what I mean? You're already batting a thousand. <laughs> so people can't see the backstage when I do this stuff to pop, pop everybody when they're backstage. Um, he was wrong about everything this year. I was correct about the Denver Nuggets. I would love my credit for that um but you can see him on, on fightful tiktok you can see him on his own personal tiktok and, and i don't know about most importantly but you can see him on nbc hot wheels uh ultimate challenge tomorrow uh july 18th it is at 10 p.m eastern on nbc and then is streaming the next day on peacock biggie will be there tomorrow as well he is professor nick harrison Nick, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> what's what's up, Jeremy? Hey, Joel, how are you? Joel, I would have preferred you to do the intro because you want to talk. See, about nobody likes when I do the intro, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you got to understand, Nick. I don't have the same rapport with you yet that you and Jeremy have, yet. and I so desperately wanted that little slice of of just personality involved in that introduction. Well, you know, it's he's true. He's he's not wrong. I was wrong about a good bit. Well, I wasn't wrong about the Lakers, though. I told you that the Lakers are going to be trash, and the Lakers were trash. <laughs> uh, I was not wrong about that, and uh, I, I'd rather give you the credit than your homeboy. So uh, there you Thank go. You. I, you is that an Arnold Palmer? Are you having a nice Arnie Palmy? No, one? it's just sweet tea. Oh, it's yeah. just sweet tea. Okay, yeah, it's just sweet tea. And congratulations on your Thunder doing well this season. I mean, so shout out to yeah. you, Jeremy. You, you look like we you, might be halfway decent this year. Yeah, it's all right. You know the youth. But, but thank you for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Let's, we're done with the basketball talk now. Thank you guys yes. so much for having me. That's a different show. Nick, talk to us about Hot Wheels Ultimate Challenge because you're on FMC to start the basketball season. You were kind of teasing things of like, I've got a project I'm working on. I think you guys will like it. Can't say anything. Hopefully it all comes to fruition. Then when I saw this announcement, I was like, let's go, Nick. Here we go. I'm excited about this. So tell us how, how as much as you can, like how this all kind of came about and details behind it. Well, I have loved Hot Wheels since I was a child. You know, uh, as a kid, you play with them. You have the Hot Wheels track. If you grow up with a certain type of parent, you remember those Hot Wheels tracks very well because they're imprinted on your backside. But we loved playing with Hot Wheels as kids. 
And then coming up a little bit later, uh, you know, as an adult watching my kids play with Hot Wheels and, uh, you know, looking at the the collector's side of it all. So Hot Wheels have played a big part in my life. And uh, the opportunity came around where they put out this this uh, this announcement online saying, you know, if you're a big Hot Wheels fan, we got this show that you'd be interested in uh, apply here. So I filled out the application and and did all the deals. And and here we go, you know, just did the interviews and made it through the process by, you know, just crossing fingers, man. And uh, just the opportunity to take part in something like this is just amazing. And uh, I'm very thankful for that opportunity. Where, where do you store your Hot Wheels? Like if, if, if you're, if you're doing the collector stuff, like do you have a, a case or anything like that? Or, or are you like, everything's out in the open, the kids play with it. So do I, like what's, what's the deal? Well, if you're collecting, you have two sets. You have the one that your kids play with that are out everywhere that you step on with your bare feet and almost injure yourself when you're over 40 like I am. And then you have the collector stuff that goes in the case and you keep the case and you put it off somewhere really nice and safe to where the kids can't get to it because then the day comes where they actually get into the case and they're playing with all that. And you're like, these are not your Hot Wheels. Why are these? Out? Oh, my goodness. Put these back. And you're putting them all back in. So yeah, you keep you have your carrying cases and stuff like that where you keep your Hot Wheels, and then they're the ones that the kids just get their grubby hands all over, and those are the ones that we like to play with in the middle of the day. What was the the toughest part? Again, I don't know how much you could you could say uh, about a lot of this stuff, but what was the mm-hmm. toughest part about do, doing the show? Whether it was the the competition of what you had to do for something, or just the the shooting in general. There was a lot of difficulties that went along with it. First and foremost was being away from my family for as long as I was, because I was gone for a month uh, doing this show. And I did, you know, I was away from my wife and kids for that period of time. And it was it was hard to to be away for that long and to not be able to be there physically with them. Of course, we talked on the phone and we FaceTimed all the time, but to not be around my wife and kids was just absolutely gutting for me. Uh, But the competition itself is just absolutely nerve wracking because it's a legit competition. You know, the way that the show is set up is that you're each in a garage. It's even every episode is two contestants competing against each other for the prize for that week. And you can see them building their car while you're building your car. So you watch what they're doing and you're distracted from doing what you need to do because you see them bringing in all these cool parts and putting all this cool stuff on the car. And you're like, my gosh, how am I ever going to be able to get through this? How am I going to win when I see that they're doing such cool things? Because if you've watched the the show so far, and if you haven't, go back and watch it on Peacock. It is absolutely amazing. But if you go back and see it, all of these cars are amazing. Like every week you watch and you say, this car should win. Oh, wait, no, this car should win. It's such a nerve wracking competition. And this one, I can almost guarantee you is the most. It was probably the close. I've watched all of them so far. This was probably the closest competition so far between the two cars tomorrow, myself and Michael, who I competed against. So that was one of the tougher parts, too. And of course, the hours you're there all day working on these cars i've never really worked on a car like this before so i mean i've done little stuff to my car but the work they're putting into putting into it is super intense and you're competing at the same time so it's just very there's a lot of tough parts about it it was a great 
great experience, but it was a lot of it was tough. Yeah, it sounds like there are a lot of obstacles that kind of take your your brain away from focusing on the task at hand. What did you kind of learn in terms of like coping skills or at least ways to to focus as you're watching these people, you know, create around you and you're trying to do the same thing and trying to be better. And also at the same time, you mentioned it, like you're away from your family and that's another kind of tough obstacle that you're overcoming. What, uh, yeah, what went into that overcoming those? Well, one of the great things about this show is the family atmosphere that it, that that it's a part of it. You know, it's a family show. You can watch it with your kids. But the people that we worked with, starting with uh, Rutledge Wood, the host from The Floor is Lava and Top Gear U.S., just an amazing guy. Hertress Eugene Jr., Delilah Sheck, just great, great people. But then the carpool that I worked with as well, they were all just we, – we found – common ground and we bonded together while we were putting this car together just three of the greatest individuals that i've ever had the privilege of working with and it's it was just so cool to be able to work with them and talk to them and have them help me through this entire experience Uh, and i'm really appreciative appreciative to them for that so the carpool team the people behind the scenes that helped work on the show they were all very instrumental in me being able to make it through this process for the length of time that I was working on it. Biggie is on tomorrow's episode. Was that by design of like, oh, we had, we had Nick, we had Biggie. Is there the, the tie in there? Is that by design? Let me tell you, <laughs> I had absolutely no idea that that was, I didn't even know that we were going to have a guest judge for our episode because there are some episodes with guest judges and they've had some really cool ones so far. Terry Crews, Joel McHale, Sun Kang from uh, Fast and the Furious. Um, I had no idea that he was going to be on that episode. And I don't know how many people actually knew that Big E was going to be there for ours. I think it was just luck of the draw because if you watch AQA, was a contestant on one of the earlier episodes. Yeah. And they had she built a wrestling ring into the car. So if there was ever going to be a by design episode for Big E, it would have been that one. But somehow he ended up on mine and it was crazy uh getting to meet him uh, because funny story, he already knew who I was, which was wild to me. Like he's on set and he's like, "Yeah, I seen your TikTok, man. I know who you are." So it's like there were so many people who were there who had no idea of the social media following and the wrestling content and the stuff that I'd done. Uh, but he knew, and it was, it was just so cool to be a part of that. And for him to have already known me and know and say, you know, there are got the boys, a lot of the boys watch the videos and are entertained by him and really like them. So that to me, I had already won at that point. And we hadn't even got it to the end of the episode. And I was like, I'm, I'm winning right now. So we're good. But no, that was not by design. I had no idea. There's a lot of people who didn't have an idea. He just showed up one day and was Big E. And it was like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. So let us in. When's the, when's the big collab with you and Big E? When are we doing it? Got to wait till after the episode, Joe. Oh, my right God. Like you got to wait till after the episode. You can't, you can't, you can't, can't get too much away. Now, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I we've... I've been able to connect with him uh, through social media and uh, he's just, he's an amazing person, like legitimately the, the big lovable guy that you see on TV is not an act. It's not a gimmick. It's not a character It's who he is. And he's just, 
an amazing human being. So hopefully one day we will get to collab and do something. You know, it's I'm getting the I'm getting the opportunity to do that kind of stuff. You know, I just done something with uh Mike Rome from SmackDown, uh, me and Top Dollar. Uh, had done some stuff. Uh, it was great to finally meet AJ in person because we had talked so much uh, through like social media and stuff. So to actually be able to do something with him was really cool too. So hopefully there will be more in the future with myself and Big E. I would hope so. The energy, the match of the energy alone is just... Ah! If you've seen the picture on Twitter, you know it's ah! just it's, it's amazing. So yeah, let's, let's hope so. Fingers crossed. Nick... When it comes to your your wrestling fandom, we're gonna move away for, from Hot Wheels for a second. But your your wrestling fandom, tell tell our audience just a little bit uh, background of what got you into things, and then what you got what got you into just creating these TikTok videos when it comes to wrestling. Well, I remember being a kid uh, in diapers, sitting on my uncle's floor, and uh, he was watching old NWA with like Lex Luger, Ric Flair. Sting, Nikita Koloff, uh, Fabulous Freebirds, The Midnight Express, uh, Rock and Roll Express, just the, the Four Horsemen, Arn Anderson, The Andersons, Tully Blanchard, Magnum TA. I could go on and on and on and on and on and on and on with the stuff that I started out watching, you know, being in the South, NWA, Mid-South, that's what we were watching, that's what we were into. So that fandom never really went away. It just got bigger and bigger and bigger as I got older and older and older uh so the pandemic happens in 2020 and we're at home we're not i'm i was i was a teacher at the time uh i was at home didn't have anything to do so i just started making videos and i see all these videos on tiktok of wrestling fans i was like well this is something i could really dive into so i started doing wrestling entrances in my bedroom like i'm walking onto camera doing these entrances and stuff and uh, and people really started to like it and get into it. And then uh, once the pandemic was over and I was back to work, I started doing them in my classroom and they became bigger. And I'm walking into the classroom doing the entrances and the kids are seeing it online and loving it. And uh, because of the guidelines at the time, the kids, I couldn't do that kind of stuff while the kids were in the room uh, until we start, you know, unless we were all masked up and I had permission from the parents. So I drew a paperwork so that the parents, they could take home to their parents and the parents could sign to give them permission to be in the videos. And it's just, it's really cool. My wife is here now talking about the picture with me and Biggie saying it's the best picture ever. It is baby. I agree. It's the best picture ever. <laughs> uh, but it was, it was just so cool that I was able to do all that stuff and really kind of share my love of professional wrestling with the world and have so many people reciprocate that love and say, I remember watching it when I was a kid too. I love these wrestlers. Thank you so much for what you do. You're putting a smile on our face and you're bringing light to a dark world. And I, I appreciate everybody for giving me that push because if they hadn't, who knows what I'd be doing. I probably would have stopped. But I always said, if you keep liking it, I'll keep making it. So they kept liking it. So I kept making it. And now here we are. Is there a favorite entrance? And is there a toughest entrance you've had to recreate or do? Uh, uh, my favorite entrance is probably the Batista. I'm still waiting on Austin Creed to answer my <laughs> challenge. I'm still waiting on him to answer my challenge because I, me and him going back to back on the Batista entrance, I think it's just gold waiting to happen. Uh, I, I would say that the toughest might've been the Shawn Michaels zipline entrance, just trying to get it down correctly. 
so that might have been the toughest one. Um, my favorite entrance, uh, the like I said, the Batista one. I love doing the Brock entrance, Lesnar entrance because I love the Brock hop. Um, it's just it's so much fun to do. Um, I need to do one of the ones that I, that may end up being my favorite if I ever do it, which would probably be sometime soon. Uh, will be Ernest the Cat Miller. Uh, just doing the because he originally in the WWE he was the original somebody called my mama. Like that entrance has been used by multiple people in WWE, but that was the original somebody called my mama, and I love that entrance music. So I may end up doing because and I got shoes like the cat, so I, I do my little dance and Ernest the Cat Miller real quick. So yeah, I, that might be one of my favorite when I actually do it. And the Shinsuke when I put on all that leather that didn't fit. And couldn't get up off the floor <laughs> was probably my favorite. That was that. I don't know if that's my wife's favorite because she's like, "What are you doing?" Like I'm what you should see her face when I'm dressing up to do these entrances because she's like, "Why? Like that wig needs to be combed. What are you doing?" It's just it's it's the funniest stuff ever, man. But yeah, those are some of my favorites and future favorites. And is, is your wife a wrestling fan as well? No. Okay. Uh, when she well, she wasn't. Uh, now she's more into it than I am. Like she, the other night she's walking through, and uh, she, the, she's watching what happened on SmackDown, and she just calls Jay Uso baby. I know her. She's like, "Yeah, get him, baby." Well, I'm standing right there. So Jay Uso is baby now. Like, like, do I have to acknowledge him in my own house? Like, what <laughs> I, I should be the tribal chief in this house. What are you doing? So, it, yeah, she's into it now. We just went to SmackDown in Lafayette a couple weeks ago. We'll be there for New Orleans SmackDown uh, a week from Friday. And, uh, yeah, just she's into it now. But I had to drag her back into the fandom. <laughs> do you do you have a Seth Rollins TikTok planned? You can get the kids singing. Yeah, I did that one. That was one of my more popular uh, videos was doing the Seth entrance through my classroom with the kids there. And uh, we were all masked up because, again, this was during pandemic times. And that was when he had really first started doing that entrance music and dancing to the entrance that way and directing the crowd and stuff. So this was like back to uh, uh, over a year ago, almost two years ago uh, that I did the Seth entrance. And he shared he actually uh, tweeted it out on uh, Twitter. And it just went crazy on Twitter when he did that, and people really enjoyed it. So yeah, the Seth. That if we're talking about favorites, that's really high on the list is the Seth entrance because that one was just so much fun to do, and I've done that actually a couple times now because I love it so much that I've done like two or three different Seth Rollins entrance videos because I love it. So you started the singing. I'm going to give you credit for it now that you got everyone starting the, the singing when it comes to Seth's entrance because you did that first. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will not take credit. Don't you do that? Don't I will not take credit for that. I was following behind what Seth was doing, but I mean, he just, uh, yeah, it's uh, I, I, I just, I love that entrance, and it's so much fun. And Seth has so much energy, and those are my favorite entrances to do are the ones that are extremely energetic, and you can feel it like coming off the screen, like some of the like the ones now, like Seth, Rhea Ripley. Just such are the street profits, really energetic and fun entrances that people do now. Uh, I, 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 yeah, it's a lot of fun to do those. Have you done any recreations of like 
big moments in wrestling. I think I remember seeing you do like Stone Cold stuff. Am I wrong or, or what? I've done uh, Stone Cold in the truck, uh, driving yeah. in and doing that one. Uh, I've done uh, Edge returning at the Royal Rumble in 2020 because I was there. And uh, I remember like being there for it and feeling the energy of Minute Maid Park was just outstanding. And uh, I, I hope to feel another moment like that. We're going to uh, SummerSlam uh, next month in Detroit. So I, I know that there's going to be some really epic moments there. Uh, so I'm waiting on. So maybe I'll do a, a moment from there as well. Uh, I did a duet with my buddy uh, Derek Clark. Shout out to Mr. Clark fella. Uh, he did uh, Jay Uso super kicking Roman. So I duetted that video and recreated that with him. Uh, I was Roman taking the super kick. So, you know, there's that part. Had to take a nice little bump real quick. But it's so many great moments of professional wrestling that I've had the opportunity to recreate and take part in and, and, and recreate and just try to recreate that magic and that energy. So I, it's, it's a lot of love there. And I, I can't wait to do more. Because there's more, there's definitely more coming. Jeremy knows about all the stuff that's on the Fightful TikTok page and uh, the stuff that I do on my page as well. It's just there's, there's a lot more coming, so I'm 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 ready. I mean, I'm excited. I got I got two for you right off the bat. If you want, okay. you love your bra cop. You got to do the the SummerSlam from this past year with the uh, the big backhoe. You got to get rent one of those and just tear something up with it. And the other one, if we're talking Brock, you got to get an old car. You got to take the door off of that car and just throw it across the room. Don't hit anyone. Don't so hit what anyone. I'm gonna so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take the the door off of a Hot Wheels car and just yeah. sling it across the room, there and that'll go. be Brock. And then, then you tie it in. Then you yeah, tie it exactly. in right there. That's that's what we call synergy in the business, folks. <laughs> that's synergy, right? There. We did it. <laughs> we did it. Yes. Nick, Nick, my last one for you. Very important question: Is the Bloodline stuff cinema? You're gonna get us in trouble. Uh, I'm always with, uh, trying to get us in trouble. Are you kidding me? <laughs> You're gonna get us in trouble with Reds because you know Reds don't like that. Um, I would say that it is it is must see television. It is enthralling. It is deep, and it goes. We were just talking about. Oh my! I have a podcast uh, called The Pay Window. Uh, that you can w- listen to on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And uh, we ended up doing a part three on the bloodline. And uh, it got so long that I had to cut it to a, into a part four as well, which would be this week on Thursday. Uh, it just talking so much about everything that has happened from, because one of my favorite matches of all time is Roman, Re- Roman Reigns versus Jay Uso. I quit Hell in a Cell 2020. I love it just for the pure drama of it all and just how that was a huge part of where we are now with the bloodline story and that match and the match at night of champion night of champions the month before go directly into the match that they're about to have at SummerSlam. Because if you go back to where Jay was then and where Jay is now and everything that's happened in between is just such an enthralling storyline to to dig into and be a part and, and and really just pick apart and pour into. So it it's really cool to watch. I'm not gonna go as far as calling it cinema, 
because you know that's uh, that by the IWC standards that is a super overused phrase because now everything is cinema. Wrestler stubs their toe. It's cinema. I can't believe it. Wow, that was such a dramatic toe stubbing. How did that happen? But it, it's everything can't be cinema. But if there is something in wrestling that's cinema, uh, we can say that it's the bloodline uh, storyline because it's just absolutely brilliant. Well, I would say this interview was cinema, and I would say that if you want to catch some more cinema with Nick Harrison, go check out The Professor on Hot Wheels Ultimate Challenge. It's going to air Tuesday night. That's going to be July 18th. Tomorrow, if you're watching us live, uh, it's going to be 10, 9 central on NBC. Check it out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Nick, go ahead. Plug everything else you got. Here are the plugs. Uh, Hot Wheels Ultimate Challenge tomorrow, 10 Eastern, 9 Central on NBC. Big E is our special guest judge. It's going to be amazing. There are a couple people who have been on the show so far who are here in the chat right now. Shout out to you guys. Thank you for the support. Share it out. Let the people know that they need to be watching tomorrow night. Also, Mr. Professor 318 on all social media platforms, over 1.5 million followers on TikTok. The Instagram is growing daily. Also, have a Facebook page to go and follow as well. Go watch the videos and like them there. Two, uh, shout out to all my Gen Xers. You guys know where it's at. Uh, the We Rock Together uh, merchandise is in my link tree in my bio. Um, Twin City Designs sells the shirt. Uh, it's about the message of unity through music because music really can bring all of us together. Uh, so if you go to my link tree on my buy in my bios and all of my socials, you'll be able to get access to this shirt right here. It's selling. It's a hot seller. And uh, we just had to restock more shirts. So make sure you go out and get that. Uh, the pay window with prof and Sloan every Thursday on Apple podcast and Spotify. I also have some episodes up on my YouTube page. Uh, so if you go and look at the prof- the professor three one eight on YouTube, you'll be able to find all of those videos there and uh the podcast had a new episode last week got a new episode coming up this week uh make sure you go and check it out and i'm sure that i'm forgetting something as I always do but oh fightful yeah don't forget about the fightful tiktok page make of course i'm on fightful gotta talk about that fightful tiktok page please go and check that out uh growing daily and uh great interviews from everybody uh on fightful and uh some from sean ross sap he's okay i guess uh, so <laughs> that guy, eh, whatever, didn't show uh, but, up today. Coward, uh, who, 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 of course, he was uh, what, what he went to a Justin Bieber concert over the weekend, yeah, something and like wasn't, that. And wasn't able to come in, something like that. He went yeah. to some teeny popper concert. He's a Swifty, no, don't, don't trust Sean Ross. Okay, wait Swifty. a second, we're not gonna bury Swifty. Hold on, hold on, it's me. Hold Hi, on. I'm the problem, it's me. <laughs> But make sure you go and check all of that stuff out. And if nobody's told you today, you are loved, you're appreciated, you're important, you're more than enough exactly as you are. And always remember to be great. Thank you guys for having me on. I greatly appreciate it. Oh, ESPN Radio New Orleans. I work for them too. So go check all that stuff out. So yeah, there's that. Oh, I got I to gotta ask one more basketball question. Oh, God. What, 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 are we, what are we doing in New Orleans with the, the Pelicans? We trade Zion. We trade Ingram. We trade McCullough. What's, what's happening here? Just, just for the record, thank you for asking a Zion question that's about basketball. Yeah. Thank you. Because we've had you the, know, that other stuff. We, we've <laughs> had that problem over the past couple of weeks. Thank you for asking a Zion basketball question. Uh, they're, they're, I mean, Last year, if it weren't for, and you know this, uh, we joke around, but if it weren't for all the injuries that they had, 
to Brandon Ingram, to Zion Williamson, it probably would have been a lot better because when Zion was actually healthy, they were the number one team in the Western Conference. So if he can stay healthy, if he can keep his mind on basketball, and if Brandon Ingram can stay consistent, they can be a threat in the West uh, this coming up season. But those are all a lot of big ifs because if if was a fifth, we'd all be drunk. So I we, we will see how that goes. But, you know, we're, we're praying for the Pelicans right now. Praying for the Pels. Hashtag pray for Pels. Thank you. Thank you, Nick. Appreciate it. No, that. she has not entered the chat. Do not put that Grigory on us. No, no. Because she will show you say her name like Beetlejuice. She will show up. Don't do that. Oh, no, 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 please. God, no. 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 I'm sorry. Uh, thank you, Nick. We really we appreciate it. Everyone go watch Nick on uh, Hot Wheels Ultimate Challenge tomorrow. It is at 10 p.m. Eastern on NBC. Big E is the special guest judge for it as well. You can check out Nick on all the social media as well. Now you can just go to Twitter, Mr. Professor 318, uh, and all the, the link tree and everything is there for everything and he threads. does. And threads. Don't forget about threads. We're all on th- – we should all be on threads. threads. We're on Blue Sky. Yeah, we were on Hive. Then we left Hive. Now we're on, yeah, we're not, Hive up. Hive and Spill. Get out of here. Blue Sky and threads is where it's at, kids. There it is. There you go. Thank you, Nick. Appreciate Appreciate you. Thank you so much, Nick. (laughs) Uh, That's the professor, Nick Harrison. A fantastic, fantastic man. Love Nick. He he he's the best. I when I saw that his episode was coming up, and I also saw Biggie was on. I was like, oh, I gotta get Nick on this show. And it happened to work out that the episode's tomorrow. We could have him on today. There you go. Go support Nick and everything he's doing. Looking forward to watching that episode. I'm going to go out of my way to find it because, uh, yeah, that's that's so. Exciting. It's on Peacock, Joel. I know, but I'm so, I don't get Peacock. I'm in Canada. I could get it if I had a VPN client that doesn't oh sponsor gosh. us right now. But I can watch it on NBC. Canadians. Yeah, it's Canadians. Uh, the speaking of Peacock, the news is out. By the way, American Nightmare becoming Cody Rhodes premieres July 31st on Peacock. They just made that announcement today. So uh, looking forward to that. That's going to be a, a really interesting documentary on Cody Rhodes. And uh, and his journey, I guess, in wrestling and then back to WWE. I'm looking forward to that, Jeremy. We're going to see the adrenaline in the soul documentary on Cody Rhodes. Whoa! That hurt my eardrums. I really should have turned it around. How loud I could kind of get that one. Oh, you got it. Yeah, it hurt. Good. Yeah. We are, I, we're in-ear monitors, so I am now deaf. Well... What can you do, Joel? You're right. What can I do? <laughs> uh, let's. Uh, I, w- I want to give a little bit of uh, of attention to to Slam Anniversary. I know uh, Jensen and I did a post show, and uh, I just want to I want to highlight a couple things from the event itself. You can check out the full results and rundown on on the main Fightful channel. Uh, like I said, Jensen and I did that, but uh, a lot of returns, a lot of changes in titles going elsewhere. Uh, Josh Alexander is back. Jake Something is back. Uh, Nick Aldis lost. Uh, he was the only one who didn't pick up a new championship. Trinity wins the Knockouts World Championship, uh, submits Deanna Perrazzo for the first time ever. There was some really, really fun stuff on the show. I don't know. Uh, I know you were covering it for the site. I don't know how much uh, while you were doing a million other things you got to like really zero in on. But um, do you have any just overall thoughts on the show and anything you just want to, you know, spotlight, which is normally a Thursday show for you? Is there anything you really want to talk about uh, before we move on? Because there are definitely a couple things that I want to pull on after you give your thoughts. Right. There was certainly a lot happening. As you said, Trinity winning. I didn't think 
we talked about it on the show that they could kind of go either direction on that. Her winning certainly says she's sticking around until bound for glory at the very least, which I thought was kind of going to be the deal anyway, that she would be at least through bound for glory. Um, that was a really good match. Her tapping out Deanna was a big deal as well. So that, that was good. Um, all this looks like he's gone. That's what PW insider said this morning is he did the tapings and then now he could be gone like that. Wouldn't totally surprise me. What's he what's he going to do after this now is is kind of a big question. But I mean he lost to Shelly. Josh Alexander returned, so that would seemingly take all this out of the picture for the time being with Alexander back. I don't know when Alexander will be like fully wrestling cleared. He just kind of said I'm back, but that doesn't mean like he's gonna be able to wrestle tomorrow. If you've seen the spoilers from the tapings, uh here's a spoiler. Josh Alexander did not wrestle on the tapings. He does, however, in his promo say he's cleared. So okay. while he may not wrestle at the tapings, he could be back for emergence, which to me makes sense. That's their next big Impact-specific show because they do have multiverse of matches the week before. But Impact uh, Emergence is the next one. That's the end of August. It's the same night as All In. All In's going to air in the uh, afternoon here in the States because, you know, the time change. Uh, and then Emergence at night. So... I could see them having Josh's first match back being in Toronto at Emergence as a as a big return match for him. If that's him and Shelly, great. If it's something else, then uh, we'll see. But yeah, that's that's kind of where we're at with with Josh Alexander, according to at least the, the spoilers from the tapings. Josh Alexander against Sonata, Impact Legend Sonata at Emergence. Buddy, let's go. I when they <laughs> announced Sonata, people were like, "They what?" And I'm like, "He's gonna be in Philly the week before. You may as well." use the IWGP world champion to, you know, work the next set of shows you got. Yeah. That's a call. I have a Sonata come back on there, you know, after that, that history when he was on impact, former X division champion Sonata, by the way. Someone pointed out to me that Sonata at the time, he was with Noah when he was doing the work with impact. He wasn't with new Japan. So while it, it really just proves that, Impact really just sucked at working with Japanese talent in general, but <laughs> it wasn't a New Japan specific issue. That what they did to Okada, that was a much yeah. The Okada one's the bigger deal. That's an egregious. Yeah, that's yeah. the egregious efforts brought on to, through uh, New Japan and the Impact uh, connection. So yeah, yeah. Um, the big news that you and I were told, Darren McCarty, he knew, he said it. Darren McCarty <laughs> knew, man. Darren McCarty dropping scoops on this show last week. He, uh, he, he said it. He said Eric Young was coming back. And of course, Fightful Select had the scoop as Slammiversary went on the air. Uh, yeah, Eric Young back in the fold. He left WWE, said, I ain't working for Vince. Ain't no way. We're done here. Walked out, according to, you know, according to the people Fightful spoke to. And uh, now Eric Young is back in Impact. At the end of the match, the tag match, he said, I'm home. Said it to the camera. He didn't have a microphone or anything. You could very clearly say, uh, hear him say, I'm home. And uh, it's nice to see him back. I, I really, I respect Eric Young, not just for what he's decided to do and come back, but also uh, just as a performer, I think he's really solid. What do you think of uh, the return of Eric Young, much to the surprise of very few people? <laughs> uh, it's great, right? Eric Young has always been one of the more underrated performers out there. He's a very diverse performer. You look at like just his career of like, Hey, he can do serious work. He can do comedy work. He can wrestle a variety of styles and everything. A match that like 
gets very lost in the shuffle was, was his match against Josh Alexander last year, where they did like all the impact callbacks and, and stuff and like paid tribute to, to impact history. I really enjoyed that match. And like Josh Alexander is one of the best in the world. But again, if you have like any doubts about Eric Young, go watch that match. You can watch a, the variety of Eric Young matches where it's like, why are you doubting this guy? But it, whether he's in the ring or doing like vignette work, like people who know him from WWE know like the sanity work that he did, but even the impact work, whether he was with Team Canada, ODB, when you get freaked out by the pyro, or he was the more serious in the design, like Eric Young, just a very diverse performer. So it is nice that he is back where he wants to be and is back on television and is probably going to have a pretty prominent role because impact treats these guys very well. And by these guys, I mean like they're kind of legendary figures and Eric young is certainly at that status at this point. So he, he will probably be in a nice spot. I'm surprised you're not talking about the promo that he cut with Scott Demore after on the impact socials. That one was right up your alley. Did you see this promo? I did not see this promo. No. You see that little, that banner underneath your name today? Yes. That's yeah. exactly what he talked about for a good solid two and a half minutes was family and how impact his family. So it was good. Uh, and for people in chat saying he was killed off, he wasn't. It, he was, it was implied that he was uh, incapacitated, but no one ever said that was it. He's dead. They Look, stabbed him, but they didn't kill him. That was Look, it. Look, man, I watched, I watched the end of Cobra Kai, whatever season it was it might have actually been the beginning of the season and they stabbed john crease in in the sorry if i'm spoiling cobra Kai. i'm probably How misremembering dare all. you i'm honestly probably misremembering all anyway there was a stabbing scene in this in this television show and then it turns out he wasn't dead they do this all the time all right this is cinema folks this is real cinema you know what at the frame rate that they that they tape a lot of these things yeah it's cinema <laughs> it's absolutely that yeah. uh the, the tag match was so stupid fun. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I told Jensen, I was like, I didn't love the beginning where they're just treating the ref like garbage, but then it played into the factor of the referee walking out, taking off his shirt, being like, nah, forget this. And then McCarty just throwing on the, the jersey. After the referee himself had stopped Darren McCarty from getting in the match to enforce the match. Well, first, you know, the first the referee wanted to enforce his own power and be like, no, I'm the guy in charge here. And then he decided, well, screw it. Bully Ray's being a dick, so I'm done with this. And McCarty's like, well, my turn now, so here we go. I get it. Harry's been around for a long time on the Ontario scene. He was He's seen a lot, and he was like, nah, I'm done. I'm going to go get my pay and go home, have a nice warm bath. <laughs> I know Darren, Darren McCarty wrestled the, the following night at the, the tapings with Tommy Dreamer, and they, they taped that match and everything. I guess that, that's going to air not this week on Impact, but the following week, right? I believe I believe that that's when it airs. They promoted it, but I can't remember when they said it was going to happen. But yeah, it I'm pretty sure it was, it was in it was like in two weeks, and that was this past Thursday. I'm gotcha. pretty sure it'll be next week on Impact. I have breaking news for everybody. This is this is huge news, at least in my world. Darren McCarty and I, I think, are friends, and that upsets ten year old me that I would be friends with Darren McCarty. We exchanged nice messages after the interview on Friday. And I, I think we're like friends and I, I hope he he's, continues to do fun stuff and impact. And I hope he does well. And 10 year old me is screaming at me for these comments and wants to, wants to punch me in the face because 
how could I ever be friends with legitimately like the most hated Detroit Red Wing if I, as a Colorado Avalanche fan. This is very upsetting, everyone. Very up- But I'm here to speak my truth. And my truth is I think Darren McCarty and I are friends. You guys are besties now. He retweeted something, said that he loved that you wore your jersey. You spoke your truth. You had a good, uh, you had a real good time with him. He was fun. That was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. And I, I know I tweeted it of like, like 10 year old me would just never believe this would be a thing. And again, we, we, we exchanged nice messages o- over the weekend. Of, I just, I like I do with a lot of people. I, I thank them for like being on the show and everything. And he was just, he was very kind. With it. I did sell out, man. Look, I did. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to all my, my abs friends out there that I, I think I'm friends with Darren McCarty now and you know him and Claude Lemieux get along now sometimes you can just let bygones be bygones man it was a moment in time it happened we've all moved on we've all moved on yeah exactly so just move on go watch the interview though because it is uh on a standalone now on the uh, on the Fifle channel on the the uh, Fifle Overbook channel so that yeah. was it was a really really fun episode or I guess pay-per-view for Slammiversary I I really quite enjoyed it uh, again, so many new champions. Josh Alexander is back. Uh, the taping seemed to yield some very interesting results. Uh, one notable omission from the tapings is Jonathan Gresham. Now, oh, Gresham did not appear on the tapings. There hasn't been any news about contract status with Impact. There never was from the get-go. He signed in December of last year. 20- last year. Yeah. yeah, it was 2022. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it was mid-December 2022. And uh, no one ever said how long it's going to be. It was just that he had signed a deal. Um, mentioned it a million times. Some people have short-term deals with uh, with Impact. I wouldn't be surprised if he's one of them. However, some people are also talking about how he wasn't really factored into the Ultimate X match. And that may have been because of an injury. I haven't seen anything about an injury reported or discussed. But it is another factor to think about. However... No Gresham the next night of the tapings when they're taping for about two weeks means maybe that's it for Gresh. Maybe you got an open slot for that ring of honor world championship. There it is. This coming Friday in, in Newark, not Newark. They're in middle of nowhere. Jersey Trenton or something, right? Trenton, Trenton? Sure. Why not? Kate, Kate's yelling at her screen right now. Be like, that's it. It, it is. I was correct. Trenton. Good for you. All right. I know Jersey. <laughs> that's that's the worst thing anybody could possibly say. Seriously, we so we've hinted at it. I've talked about it. Uh, listen, where there's where there's smoke, there's fire, and I'm sure we're going to be asking around. But uh, what do you think? Is is Gresham possibly done with Impact? Is it possible that he goes back to Ring of Honor? He, you know, he did the interview with uh, Hausman, I believe, where he talked about kind of how things ended. At, at ring of honor and how like the door was still open and everything. So it seemed like there was a bridge that was being formed there. Maybe it's already been formed. Buddy Wills was still technically with impact. I think you mentioned it even when he first signed with impact it was like, yeah, it feels like it's just a short term kind of deal. It doesn't seem like it's kind of a, a long haul kind of deal. And that, that made sense. He was coming off of everything with ROH. Like, did he want to lock himself down? Maybe he just wants to see how the landscape kind of played out. And that's where he's at now. He's looking at the landscape, seeing how it's working. And maybe he is going back 
to ROH. They certainly need something for that. We didn't get to this on, on Friday, but yeah, Mark Briscoe is out of the world title match at Death Before Dishonor. Uh, with a sounds like a, a serious knee injury, he could miss the seems like he might miss the rest of the year, which is unfortunate. So, uh, best wishes to Mark Brisco, Mark Briscoe. Um, but they need somebody, and like you ain't building a match on a week's notice, you barely built the Mark Briscoe match, if we're being honest here. Um, so you're not built, so like you need something that's basically going to pop to the live audience, the pay-per-view audience, because you ain't given much incentive for a pay-per-view audience. Like, Hey, go buy this show. Like you just, you got names on the card who you might know, but they ain't really got, there were no matches announced. They announced Shabata and Daniel Garcia at like one in the morning on Sunday. I saw like, that's when the tweet went out. It was like one in the morning. Like, what are they doing announcing this? Well, that's, that's right. when Tony's hanging out and reading Lucha blog and just catching up on anything that he's got from the weekend. I'm like, what, what is happening that you're doing this announcement? I half expect them, you know, there's a media call on Tuesday with, with Tony. I think it's ahead of blood and guts. I feel like he's just going to announce the entire ROH card on this media call. It's like, thanks for joining us. They're great friends in the media on this call. Before we answer questions, before I take questions about Blood and Guts, which is the big show on uh, Wednesday on AEW Dynamite between the Blackpool Combat Club and the Elite, let me just announce the matches for ROH Death Before Dishonor, which is a huge show for us on Friday night. We hope everybody will tune in on Friday night for Ring of Honor death before dishonor in the main event we have claudio castagnoli we're gonna hold off on announcing his opponent until after blood and guts we have samoa joe defending the roh television title against the winner of a tournament between dalton castle and shane taylor where if you watched in the weeds on monday joel pearl's already spoiled who has won this match for everybody and who will face samoa joe at roh death before dishonor also on the show, we have ROH Women's Champion Athena defending her title against Willow Nightingale. They had a great match uh, as part of the Own Heart Tournament, and Athena defeated Willow early in the year. They're one and one against each other, everybody, and we, we expect this to be a tremendous match on Friday at ROH, Death Before Dishonor. And then for the ROH Peer title, we had Katsuyori Shibata defending against Daniel Garcia. Shibata has been a great uh, champion for, for Ring of Honor, great peer champion, and Daniel Garcia, who is competing tomorrow night in the finals of the Blind Eliminated Tag Team Tournament when he teams against Sammy or when he teams with Sammy Guevara to take on uh, AEW World Heavyweight Champion MJF and Adam Cole. You can watch him tomorrow night on Wednesday Night Dynamite, 8 p.m. Eastern on TBS, and you can watch him Friday on Bleacher Report. Daniel Garcia challenging Katsuyo Shibata for the ROH peer title. Now, let me announce some other matches. For ROH, Death Before Dishonor. Fresh off his victory over Kenny Omega at AAA, Triple Mania 31, Tijuana. Vikingo will be in action, and he will be taking on, in a great match, a tremendous match for all the folks. Commander! That's going to be a tremendous match for all of the fans. We really look forward to seeing Vikingo against Commander in action. We also have Gringo Loco against Blake Christian. We think that'll be an exciting matchup for the fans. We also, we have uh, the kingdom. Oh, Tony, against- Tony, Tony. Uh, I've just been told that uh, the GCW champion needs to defend his title that night. I'm sorry. He won't be in action. We promise Blake Christian will be at ROH death before dishonor in action against Gringo Loco this Friday, a death before dishonor at the Kira arena in Trenton, New Jersey. <laughs> There's there are 800 tickets left as of Friday. So 
I don't know who's buying tickets to this show, but like, God bless those who are like, I don't care what the card is. I want to go see Ring of Honor. 2,219 tickets distributed so far. Uh, they're no. set up for about 3,000. Listen, good. On, I'm, I'm not complaining about the idea that people want to go see wrestling. I just, sometimes I'm just like, really? Like, there's a lot of wrestling going on. This is, if you want to spend- What else are they doing in New Jersey? That's true. What else can you do in New Jersey? <laughs> Especially Trenton. I don't know what you do there. Apparently it's the capital. Ryan says it's the capital of New Jersey. Sure, why not? Isn't it Atlantic City? Why isn't this match happening at the where they do the GCW homecoming? Boardwalk? Yeah, why is it not on the boardwalk specifically yeah. like they did during COVID? Why aren't they having it on the boardwalk outside? That was one of my most like enjoyable COVID wrestling shows that I ever watched, by the way. They did not have adequate lighting, but damn, did they have an adequate wrestling experience. Uh, Leo Rush was on that show back then, too. He was Yoshikiko. <laughs> Dude, uh, Mike Bailey against Yoshiko from the, the show. And then Bailey did the Ultimate X the next night. That, that was Friday night. Bailey wrestled uh, Yoshiko. That. He is doing tiger drivers and everything. Are we going to complain about Yoshiko taking the tiger driver here? They redid the entire Omega Osprey match. That's what that was. Move for move. Good on them. That was fun. Yeah. I got to go back and watch that. Mike Bailey is so, so awesome. He's so great. Awesome. He's someone that we should have on the show. I think he would enjoy the format of us just talking like this. <laughs> well, I got. I need people to return my emails if we're going to get Mike Bailey on the show. Just, I will send Mike a DM. Canadians, we're we're a different breed. And yes, Mike will probably say you got to go through certain people, and I'll yeah. be like, or and hear me out. What other bookings do you have coming up where <laughs> I could use those instead? <laughs> We can go through IWS. IWS seems to really like us. Uh, best wishes to Shane Hawk, by the yes. way. He he tweeted about um, broken neck, broken back, and just everything. He's a step away from the ring. For the time being, he was supposed to be on the IWS Scar for Life show this past Saturday, which is on Fight Plus. Everyone can go check that out. But Shane Hawk was very kind and generous with his time and just uh, stories when he was on the show a few weeks ago at this point. Um He's very kind and generous with that. And then he's helped us secure some some other guests. Uh, people watched the spotlight this past weekend. Crazy Manny, uh, we got in contact with him through through Shane Hawk. And he ended up joining us on the spotlight. And he had a lot of great stories. That was a great conversation. I really, yeah. I put that over on, on the Slammiversary post show with Jensen. But like, you guys had a blast with Manny. I thought it was a really good interview. Oh, he was he was fantastic. We're running a story in like 15 minutes uh, if you watch the interview. But Crazy Manny gives the origin story of old El Generico there. So that was that was a very fun story. Uh, again, Manny full of them. Shane Hawk was full of stories as well. So uh, best wishes to, to him as he recovers and continues to work with the the, the dojo, I guess, the, the training school there. And I'm sure we'll still be involved in, in some capacity. But still, uh, the, the in-ring stuff is on pause for now. And I hope Shane Hawk's doing well. Yeah, he's he's a just a really great human being. Uh, I I sang his praises a bunch on socials, but I will it wouldn't beat you up though. Little you know well, that's that's why I appreciate him. That's why yeah, I him, so it's good. Uh, he's yeah, he's he's a wonderful guy. He's a very special guy. He he works very hard. And uh, if you have a chance, uh, IWS just started up their fight plus deal. Their first event was this past weekend, Scarred for Life. Uh, it's it's. I'm not gonna be like we're not sponsored by by Fight Plus, but uh, it's eight bucks a month. You're getting the GCW stuff. You're getting everyone else's stuff. IWS is now part of it. 
check out that event because from what I saw, and I'm going to go back and watch it uh, probably today because it's been a crazy weekend, but uh, that that show looked like so much fun. And it, my my friends who were there had a blast. And usually that's a pretty good indicator that you should be watching these shows. Uh, but our best, our best to Shane Hawk, our best to the IWS crew, because really they, uh, they have more than recently become uh, a good, good pals to, uh, to be working with here on the channel. So it's good stuff. We appreciate them. Yes, very much. I, speaking of people who have been on the channel, I don't know if I can say this on air. I'll probably oh, you got the link too. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah. I haven't opened it yet, but <laughs> I saw I sent a link. <laughs> From Warrior, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, I don't know if we can talk about that on air, but uh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I should probably take a look at it. Yeah, yeah. I oh. see what it is. I see the trailer. I uh, see it here, too. Oh, I'm going to enjoy this. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Warrior Wrestling, they were they were a good partner to us. Um, oh, partner, that seems like we, we entered in some type of uh, agreement. Um, but they were they were very kind to us the, the week of Warrior Wrestling, uh, their, their 30th show, and casey navarro that interview and it's being featured a little bit more so we'll probably have some more warrior wrestling people on on the show and uh ryan mentions um mike bailey's part of the juniors tournament in new japan and philly new japan kind of likes us hey we've had alex coglin coglin joel coglin listen man you put a gh it's an it's an f sound okay <laughs> but those eyes he can be whatever he wants to be he can be alex bulldog i don't know i don't care he can be alex the elephant i don't care he can be alex the elephant whatever he wants with those eyes i don't care what he wants to be he could be that thing but yeah oh, rocky, they... rocky would be fun we, we can talk to rocky yeah we we can uh, we'll have speedball on i feel like we can we can make yeah. this happen we can we can do this we'll do that all right what, what else is there joel what's on raw tonight joel actually there is a lot on raw tonight you've got brock lesnar coming in to address the cody Rhodes SummerSlam challenge so what do you think is is brock gonna throw uh, a child at cody Rhodes? <laughs> is he brock, gonna throw a brock is, how brock is just like no I want people to turn down these challenges, like actually like turn it down and just like dismiss this stuff. Brock just come out just like you're just kind of a dork, dude, and I'm just kind of like sick of beating you up. I'm like, nah. I is there anybody else who wants to face me? Like, I just don't I don't want to give you the satisfaction of facing me again. Like, I'm just kind of done. I'm just done with you. Like, that's what I want. He's going to come out. Brock's going to be like, no, I'm winning. My wife is harder than yours. My kids are better looking than yours. Like, he's just going to go off on it. He's going to do a tight five on all the ways that he's better than Cody Rhodes. And then Cody's going to have to come back with some sort of rebuttal that's like, this nation was built on the ability to look the way you want. And on July 31st, when my documentary drops on Peacock, and he's just going to do a whole thing. But uh, if you do it, what's what there there's talk of a stipulation for SummerSlam for these two does cody say let's say brock says no and then cody in the same promo goads him into it by saying you pick the match you pick the stipulation is that going to be enough for brock to be like i want this match and what match would it be or does cody drop the challenge and be like be a man face me in this type of match i think cody is the one who kind of issues the challenge I think Cody is like, you want to, like, I want this fight. I want you to show up. Let's do this kind of match. What What's the match, though? What are, what are we thinking here? I, I they ain't doing fight pit. It'd be great. 
That would be funny. Uh, if anything, I would do. I would say fight pit for Ronda and Shayna. I would do that. That'd be fun. Yeah. But uh, for Cody and Brock, I've said it on another uh, podcast, probably here too. Uh, do a Texas bull rope match. Not only was that Dusty's last match in WWE, but they haven't done that in forever. And of course, it's a Dusty. It's a Dusty classic. So Cody's going to want to do that. I, I could see them doing a four corners Texas bull rope, that kind of style match. Bull rope match makes sense. I, I know Detroit you mentioned that. Bull rope match. Detroit bull rope match. What they what they should do is they should do a demolition derby match. On Detroit, top on top of the Ford Field? Yeah. Open monster trucks? Yeah. yeah. Let's go. Detroit loves their cars and stuff. So let's let's do a demolition derby match between these two. We need we gotta run back the monster truck battle that Hogan and giant did in W somebody's got to run this back, man. That was all time. That was cinema right there. Giant fallen off of Kobo hall. And then I guess he fell into the water, but he was not wet at all. When he returned a couple hours later, that was classic stuff. right there. That's what we need. In wrestling okay. And so it's LA night versus who in that monster truck match. Hmm. L.A. Knight against... The returning Bray Wyatt. I'm okay with that. And Bray, Bray should be doing this wacky stuff. I mean, he already is, but like... I miss Bray, man. I miss this man and his, his ideas and just his psychedelic brain of what he wants to accomplish in the world of professional wrestling it pops me so much like there's there's very little stuff that pops me like bray's just uncle howdy nonsense pops me dude i miss it i get it and you know what and if the reports were true and eric young was supposed to factor into some of that stuff i i want to know what that would have looked like eric young and bray wyatt and, and a host of others what what that would have been just Oh my God! Would have been so much fun. I think Eric would have been like miserable after a few what, months. Though. What if Bray? What if Bray just does like this nostalgia act of mid mid nineties professional wrestling, WWE and WCW? He he does like the Yete. He does a Shockmaster was early nineties, but he does like he just like does these bits. There's no purpose to them there's no feud that he's building or anything he just does these bits just to do them he doesn't wrestle anyway right like you can argue he doesn't really build much of feuds anyway so just do these bits every show and just pop the people for five minutes on a raw he comes out from january to april every year and he says i am the tax man Bray Wyatt and he's paying homage to his daddy and he doesn't have to work the rest of the year he just has to come for that magical year that magical period known as tax season where he makes a big impact loses the match and every year the series is the same it's it's Bray Wyatt the tax man versus one person who's like you're not paying your taxes and then the guy beats the tax man no no he don't right Bray's got to win. The tax man friggin' wins, dude. Are you kidding me? We they gotta they gotta do all the hard work and stuff. The tax person just 
chills out, does nothing. You got to get your taxes in line. No, the tax people win in the end. You may think you're winning because like, oh, I got this much. Absolutely not. All that shit adds up all the year. See, that's, and that's the beauty of this, the layers of this too. Until Cody comes along and he's like, I'm erasing all student debt. I'm erasing all taxes. I'm lowering taxes. No representation of taxation. Whatever the hell they said in the 1970s. What, 1700s, 1600s? I don't know when all this stuff happens. Cody comes along and follows. But the layer to this is that Bray does only work for four months. He faces a guy that's been there all year. All year, you're putting in this work, putting in this work, putting in this work. And then four months, you got to deal with this fucking guy who just annoys you the entire time. It's just behind you. It's like, do your taxes, do your taxes. It's like, what do you mean? I got to do this? I, what if I get this number wrong? I'm screwed here. It's like, doesn't matter. Is it right? Is it right? And then the tax man wins. That's how, that's how it works. You put in the work all year, all year. Maybe you win some, you lose some. Doesn't matter. In the end, the tax man wins. And tonight at WrestleMania, for the first time ever, The Miz goes one-on-one with the taxman Bray Wyatt in a live in-ring audit, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. All of The Miz's finances will be on display for you, the WWE Universe. Oh, they they could do that segment, though. They could do, like, an audit segment. You kidding me? Miz would be great at this. By the way, like I know people like make fun of Miz and everything. He's great no, at these no. segments. Let's let's stop that. Nobody makes fun of the Miz. We Kate and I have spent many, many a nights booking Mike Mizanin in the G1 tournament for New yes, Japan Pro Wrestling. Exactly. And he deserves your respect. So please continue without talking about people disrespecting our man Mike Mizanin. People people do disrespect him because they're just like, oh, he's not a great wrestler. And so he's great in the WWE environment absolutely fantastic in the wwe environment he's great at these like silly little segments and things like that put austin theory in one of these segments that sure. guy, he actually it probably wouldn't be good he wouldn't be good at these segments just can we actually just like get austin theory like, just la night it's just la night in in this all and the whole thing is like wait a minute you haven't paid your taxes in like 27 years and he just goes yeah <laughs> and then he walks out and that's the segment is Austin Theory going to lose this U.S. title? God, finally? This man came out to like no reaction on Friday, and he's just like, man, I like, I'm trying not to be like super mean to him because I don't. I'm, it's just not good, right? Like the John, he beat John Cena, and like everything afterward, they did no follow up with it. I think Michael Cole was burying him on commentary, which was hilarious. Michael Cole is like, yeah, you don't have good matches. Like, man, they're telling him something without telling him something here. Hey, Grayson Waller took the pinfall. I guess his career is over yeah, now. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate. Yeah. For, he for swam, him. but he didn't swim enough. I did think I did think of like just how much better Grayson Waller is than Austin Theory at just like being a WWE superstar. Like I watched Grayson Waller in that match and I'm like, if this dude should be the U S champion right now, not Austin theory. What do you think the chances are that because Vince is back and this would be a very Vince McMahon thing to do, he'll team up Grayson Waller and Austin theory. Mm, That's going to, 
that's going to make theory look even worse than it already does. And like, it's going to make Waller look bad too. Not because Waller isn't good, but because Waller's going to be stuck with Austin Theory. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope they don't. I assume, at least I hope, LA Knight is just, he's going to win this title at SummerSlam. He's going to win this invitational gimmick. And he's going to win the title at SummerSlam. Yes. Yeah. What it should be. Whether or not it happens, I don't know. By the way, I know people love LA Knight. My mom was a big fan of his looks. That promo he cut, it didn't really say anything, right? Like, he just kind of like talked and the crowd just loved I was there. I loved it. I'm not going to lie. But like, I rewatched it and I'm like, he didn't like say a whole lot of anything in this promo. It was just very, you know, he hit, he hit his marks. Good on him. Like, that's all you need, though. But, like, that's, that's like, kind of just the specialness of this guy. Is like, yeah, you really got to say much. Like, he's still connecting with everything he is saying. And that's what matters. Like, who cares? You know, Jensen buried him uh, the other week because he saw that TikTok of, like, L.A. Knight cooks Logan Paul and Jensen being the biggest Logan Paul defender in the world. It's like, he didn't cook Logan Paul. He's like, you got more followers than me. But everybody knows this is LA Knight's games. Like, he didn't say anything bad about Logan Paul. He's like, this is what cooking is nowadays. Jensen was highly offended by this. I'm like, I don't actually disagree with Jensen, but you can't deny this man, the star power of this man. You just can't deny it. Shoes of a champion, baby. Shoes of a champion. He's got to cut that promo if he wins the US title. That's going to be the one that everyone remembers if you know you know uh let's let's get through the rest of raw real quick because we're we're out of time uh gunter and matt riddle have another match uh kaiser and vinci are barred from ringside so when vinci comes out and costs gunter the match they get him jumped out of the the imperium right is that it i think gunter just beats did, did kaiser and uh vinci get involved at the whatever the money in the bank he just kicked the shit out of Matt Riddle. Like, they didn't even get involved in that match. He slapped his foot and then put him in an ankle lock and tapped him out. Matt Riddle just counting down the days until paternity leave. Uh, for the women's tag team championships, Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez defend against Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville. I would love to see the titles change hands tonight because that's a very WWE women's tag team division thing to do. But I feel like it's going to be Liv and Raquel winning the match. Yeah, they're probably going to give Liv and Raquel a further extended reign since their last one got cut short, but it should be Chelsea and Sonya. Honestly, they should win this. They should hold those belts forever. Alpha Academy Viking ratings, Viking Raiders in a Viking rules match, which I'm sure will boost the ratings. Uh, they're fighting over the jacket, and I don't know if you've seen the uh, the image for this match. I'm going to I'm gonna bring this up. It's very funny. Uh okay. But what do you what do you think about this match? This is going to be uh, it's going to exist. I like your idea of the Viking ratings. I think there's something there to the Viking ratings. You got to see this. I can't. <laughs> I put it in the background. What? Oh no, I messed up. Okay, hold on. Joel, I messed Joel, up. Joel, what are we doing? I had it set to background. <laughs> Oh, this is even funnier now. That makes it even better. Okay, here it is. It looked like Chad Gable was like... <laughs> Look at that guy! <laughs> this like really pops you, and I'm just like, yeah, this, this seems correct. 
his render is absolutely the best thing ever. Oh, Gable or Otis? Gable, Gable, doing the, doing the... Gable rules. I hope Gable just wins this match single-handedly. Oh, man, I would love that. Uh, Does he get the Letterman back, or do they burn the jacket? Nah, they get it back. Actually, they'll probably lose. They got to go through adversity. They are in Atlanta, so they would want to go through Cody Rhodes-style adversity. Uh, And then finally, which I'm sure will be the main event, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn battle the Judgment Day. They haven't specifically said who. Uh, It's Priestin. it's Dominic Dom. and Priest. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. So when Finn Balor gets involved, uh, that's when we start the the turns again. Yeah, they'll do some more teases and and whatnot, and hope they, you know, they they. Do you think they like make fun of last week's clunky match and they get into an argument? Remember when? Remember when Charlotte and Nia did that when they got into a shoot fight in the middle of the the uh, match? And then, like, they ran it back the following week until they did a fake shoot fight in the middle of the match. And people were like, oh, this is not great. I hope Sammy and Kevin do that. They just start off the match. They start arguing with each other. And then pre-slap somebody. Yeah, it's not, not, not good. But I feel like Kevin Owens will reference it in some way in a backstage promo where he's just going to yell and yeah. scream and walk away. And that's yeah. going to be it. Or he's going to be like, what did I miss? Because he wasn't there, right? All the reporting is that KO had friends and family in town. So he he had already left the venue or left the, wherever when this was all going down. So that I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of make a joke about it. Maybe fun, whatever. That's all I got. We're done. I get I can see that backstage venue and Kevin just like walks off or something. They like poking fun at that kind of stuff, especially if like it's not a serious incident, which this seemingly wasn't. So. Everybody yells. That's what happens sometimes. Uh, but don't yell at us, especially in the comments. I'm a fragile, fragile man. Uh, yeah, you keep somehow, reading these comments, Joel, and I don't know why. Somebody has to moderate our comments, and it's typically me, Jeremy. What's okay? Kyler doing? Get Kyler to do this stuff. It's true. Kyler is very good at that. Uh, happy Get belated Luis birthday, by the way. Stuff. Get Luis to do I don't know if I want to do that. Luis is very good, but I don't know if I want to subject him to the comments. I ain't reading this stuff. I got better things to do. That's fine. I'm a feeble, feeble man. So leave a thumbs up on the video while you're here and subscribe to us here at Fightful Overbook. Jeremy, plug your stuff. Let's get out of here. Um, don't follow me on Twitter. Follow at Fight Talk underscore. Uh, thanks to my mom for coming on the show today and uh, going to SmackDown with me on Friday. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff on, on Fightful Overbook. There's new Loving Wrestling today. Joel, you need to set that up because I have to leave. Um, there's a new Bread Club this week. There is a... Uh, what else? What else is happening? Coexisting with Robin Maggie, Fridays, 3 p.m. Eastern. And then we're on this show, Monday, Wednesday, and, and Friday. I think that's... FMC tomorrow will be a thing. And then I think that's a... That's everything. I got a plane to catch going home to see my beautiful wife and children. And I'm going to have a Coors Light, not a Bud Light. Bud Light won't pay me nothing and not watch Raw tonight. Enjoy your flight. Safe travels. Don't be late. That's all I can say. Uh, I wasn't late. I got a two-hour delay last time, Joel. The airlines. I meant the airlines. I meant the airlines. Don't be late. (laughs) <laughs> I'm at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. Everything that Jeremy said. We are back on Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern. I'm sure there will be a guest. I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about. Wrestling is, as always, a lot of fun. So come and join us here on In the Weeds. We'll see you in the next one. Cheers.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.